And you're listening to the Absolute Geek Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Kyle. I'm Brian. I'm Corbin. And uh, we want to welcome at this time Master Level Psychic, Medium, Spiritual Advisor, Radio Host, and the author of the book, Angels and Answers. Welcome in at this time, our guest this week, Arthur Hoffman. Welcome, Arthur. Thanks for joining us tonight. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Oh. I'm I'm happy to be here with you guys. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's what we're known for. <laughs> cool beans. So, uh, I got to ask one one question uh, w- before we start everything. Was this like a thing that happened like that in like uh, your young age, or did, was it always there? Did it just happen out of nowhere? Now, when I was 27 years old, I was very frustrated in my life, and I had everything going for me. I seriously, I mean, I had to have a great business. Uh, family was doing great, financially doing good. Everything was great, but inside, it's like I was starving inside for something. I wasn't complete, and I had lo- I had lots of friends too, but something still wasn't complete. And so um, I'm having a little conversation with God, and I said, God. You need to give me answers, give me clear answers, and please don't scare the hell out of me when you give me the answers. And so I'm walking in my kitchen a few, about an hour or so later, and I'm going through the junk mail, and there was a postcard in there, and it said, how would you like to develop your psychic ability and intuitiveness? Go to the Edgar Casey Foundation in Virginia Beach for this one weekend seminar to develop your psychic ability and intuitiveness. So I looked at it, and I said, oh, shit, I thought either you had it or you didn't. So I asked my wife, who was my wife at the time, I said, you want to try this? I said, this looks kind of interesting. She says, ah, I don't care. She goes, you can do it if you want. I don't want to do it. So um, I went away for that one weekend, and it literally changed my life forever. And they taught you how to open up your heart and mind uh, to be able to connect to the spiritual world. And, you know, when you just are just sitting there, you just are getting messages from the other side. So there's 50 of us in one room. There was 50 people at this seminar. And we we're in this large room and they were from all different parts of the country. And so it was interesting to meet, you know, all these nice people from around the country and everybody was trying to develop this ability. Some people already had it. Other people like me had nothing. But uh, yeah, so um, long story short, uh, it turned out that I was pretty good at it. And then I went home and I got myself a deck of spiritual cards. I was reading for friends and family for the next few years. And then, um, did you do tarot cards? People were were telling me how accurate I was. It was something like tarot cards, but they weren't tarot cards. So, but it's in the same family. And then, um, and then I got to a point in my life where I needed some extra money. And, um, so I said, you know what? I know how to do readings. 
So I threw an end to paper and it said, if I don't pull through, no charge. And 90% of the people paid me. And then my career just took off like a, a wild, you know, like wildfire. So, so uh, real quick about the Edgar, about the Edgar Casey, um, what, what do they call it? The Edgar Casey Institute, right? Yeah. Institute Foundation. Yeah. So I, I know, I, I don't know a lot about it, but I do know about it. Um, this is going to sound crazy, but I, 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 I'm big into uh, the um, fringe, my world. So. Yeah, the fringe topic stuff. And uh, I used to be a big fan of a guy named uh, uh, David Wilcock, who um, was famous for going to the Edgar Casey Institute. And a lot of people thought he was a reincarnation of Edgar Casey himself. Um, do you still work with the Edgar Casey Institute? Do you have? Did you spend more time there? Did you, did you there for that weekend? You know, I went to a, a few uh, seminars outside of that to see other speakers. So I went a couple of times, uh, two, three times. I haven't been there in many, many years, but I was literally just going to reach out to them this year and let them know, let them know. I mean, not this year, but let. Uh, I was going to reach out to them next week. And I was going to let them know what a huge impact they had and then see if they could promote my book, Angels and Answers. And I do mention them. And, you know, uh, because of them, it helped me. And because of me, I helped out thousands of people. I've read for over 32,000 people in my life. So, Wow. How long does yeah. a reading uh, take usually? A day and a half. Only kidding. Wow. No, uh, about <laughs> anywhere, from, Christ. <laughs> anywhere from 15 minutes to an hour. The average amount is like a half hour to 45 minutes, but some people go the distance and go an hour and other people are just a half hour. But, you know, it, it, it makes no difference to me, you know. And I give people as much information as I can with the time that they want to do it with me, you know. So, and that's just, it. Do, but, do, um, I, do most readings that you do, do they involve um, the spiritual cards still or are you just going off of, um, you know, what you're gathering from the ether? Yeah, it's both. To be honest with you, it's both, you know, so when I do my Facebook live show, because I have a, I have an international Facebook live show on Sunday nights, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time called Angels and Answers. And I read people for free for an hour. So people are po constantly popping questions at me nonstop throughout for that full hour. And, um, you know, I have an assistant who reads the questions to me. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. And so, um, yeah, so when they, when they ask me the questions, you know, whether it be coming from their loved ones from the spiritual world or they want to know about their love life or their or medical life or situation. Um, yeah, so the answers just come to me that quickly and I just give it to them. Once in a blue moon, I will go to the angel cards and I'll ask them for their advice on, on the outcomes and stuff. Who's going to win the election? So, uh, <laughs> what was that? I said, who's going to win the election? <laughs> you really want to know? Fuck yeah. Uh, Trump. Oh damn! <laughs> I'm not. I'm not giving you my personal thoughts. Hmm, yeah, I'm just telling you spiritually, Trump is one by a lot or by a little. That's a good question. Ooh. I feel like I feel like it's going to be a bigger spread than what you think. But hmm, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something really interesting. I'll be surprised if one of you know this without googling it. There's right. only once. There's only one state in the country that has picked the winner of the presidency every single election since the beginning of time, since the beginning of the presidency. One state has picked the winner every single time. Do you know Arizona? 
<laughs> we were off last year. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, put it this way: it would have to be one of the original thirteen colonies because it was from the very beginning. Oh yeah, New York. Uh, I thought it was Connecticut. Nope, Ohio. Ohio, Ohio. Ohio. That makes Ohio sense. Pick the winner every single time. That's that right. That's why they do the caucus. <laughs> <laughs> the, it's just. It's something I read a long time ago. I never forgot. And I said, wow, that was pretty interesting. And yeah, they're still perfect up to date. What, so, what about, uh, I'm, I'm spit firing you questions because I have to leave the interview early and these guys are, are, are doing me a solid by letting me get some of these questions off early. But um, what about pets? Do you ever get- Yeah, I do. I connect to pets too. Okay. This is a big thing for me. And the reason I'm asking this is because I'm getting to the point, I, I, uh, I don't have kids. My kid is basically my dog. She is my world. And she's getting to that point where I'm thinking about, you know, she's getting old. And it really breaks my heart just even thinking about it. How do pets deal with, like, is there an afterlife for pets? Like, what, what yes. goes on with that? Yeah, there's an afterlife. Just as a matter of fact, our pets Probably hang out with us in the afterlife. Say that again. Our, pet, our pets do hang out with us in the afterlife. Perfect. They oh, do. you mean they, they, they like hang out, out with us, us here? Afterlife. You'll see your you'll see your loved one. You'll see your uh, your baby again in the afterworld once you cross. Man, that that feels good. So many goddamn guinea pigs. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that feel that makes me feel a lot better. Do pets yeah, the ones that you have a personal connection with, they'll be right there with you. Because a lot of times, I will get pets connected. Like, so when I'm doing a reading on the other side, and all of a sudden, I'm getting the name of a pet or the or a breed of a dog or or of a cat, and you know, and um, lo and behold, they're right there with us, you know, during the reading. So, That's awesome. Uh, they stay. So, people say, well, how do you connect to pets? You know, because they send me pictures and images, you know, that's how we, that's how the spiritual world connects is through pictures and images. They don't necessarily always talk like, um, like verbiage, like we're talking right now, but it's telepathy and it's pictures and images. A lot of times when I get messages, I get messages in song. So in other words, if I'm reading for somebody and all of a sudden I hear a song in my head out of left field, whatever that song is about, that's what's going on with that person who I'm reading. It'd be cool if it was like Frank Zappa that did it. Yeah. Oh, no. I get rock and roll music a lot. I really do. Oh, I'll that's you, cool. I'll, I'll tell you a story that you're really going to appreciate. I got a, I got a, let me tell you something. I got a lot of stories that could carry over to many shows with this one. So this girl comes into my place. And as soon as she walked into my place, she said, Artie, I just want you to know, I've been thinking about you every single day for the last two years, every I single know. day. Wow. So I'm flattered and then, you know, I'm not sexually turned on, but I'm flattered. And I said, okay. So I said, so why? She goes, you did a reading for me here, right in your kitchen. You did a reading for me two years ago. And as soon as you held my hand, you started singing the song, highway to hell. I'm going to highway to hell by ACDC. So you said to me, as soon as you held my hand, you were hearing that song. I looked at her. She said, you looked at me and you said, if you don't stop doing what you're doing, you're going to get caught at doing what you shouldn't be doing and you're going to end up going to jail. And so after the reading, after the reading, she said, 
one week later, I got caught doing something I should not have been doing, and I got thrown in jail for two years. Oh, and, wow. listen. And she said every single day when I woke up, I said, why didn't I listen to Artie? Wow. So, <laughs> I was wow. about to say, yeah, two years, two years in prison. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And so I give messages to people where you do have a choice. So people ask me, hey, Art, do you get bad news or whatnot? You know, so I gave her the option to not have to go in that direction. So I might tell you there's a rainstorm coming, but I'm going to help you to deal with the rainstorm, whether I tell you to bring an umbrella or don't go outside today or don't do this or don't do that. But there were times where I did readings for people and like a couple of days later, they got in a big car accident. And they said, Artie, why didn't you tell me I was going to get in a car accident? I said, well, that means that you were meant to be through it. You were meant to go through it. I can't stop you at everything. Whatever's meant to be is meant to be. But if I'm able to share with you to say, you know what? You know, a lot of people obviously ask me about love relationships. So they say, Artie, what do you see for me in this relationship? <laughs> uh, yes, yep. uh, fell in the red. Yes, sir. Oh, no, no. I, I, you speak to me when you said that. Like, you were in my head right there. Like, uh, yeah, I'll wait. <laughs> you know, so I give people advice. So when I, even though I'm a psychic, I say, well, this is what I see happening. And it's not always like that because there's what's known as psychic probabilities. So in other words, when I'm in a, uh, a reading with somebody and I'm talking about their relationship, I say, well, if you divorce him, this is what's going to happen. If you go to a counselor, this is what's going to happen. If you just totally choose to leave and be on your own, this is what's going to happen. If you go with the other guy, this is what's going to happen. They go, okay, well, what do you see me doing? I said, I don't know. I just told you what's going to happen based on your personal choices. I could tell you what I would do if I was in your shoes. But when you're emotionally invested in a situation, emotions always rule. So whether it be the right choice or the wrong choice, when your heart and your emotions are invested in someone or something, even if it's against the grain, if you want it that bad, God's not going to stop you from allowing it to happen. Because That's a great point. So it's not just if it's within God's will, so it shall be. No, if it's within your will, then it's within God's will because God allows everything to happen. It's so, also why they that's also why they say you have to step back from your emotional self sometimes because we're such an emotional being that we a lot of our 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 pointers, you know, like some people are on set autopilot to fight, you know. No matter what, their autopilot is set to argue or fight even when they know that sometimes they're wrong. That's why you have to sometimes step back from that emotional being. When emotions are high, smarts and intelligence goes right out the window. It's as simple as that. When you're emotionally caught up, it rules. It simply rules. Your emotions <laughs> are based a lot from your ego, but your soul is the one that gives you that gut instinct of what's right or what's wrong. You know? Have you, you should go with it or you shouldn't, whether you should stay or whether you should go. And um, a lot of people stay in relationships because they're afraid to be on their own or they're afraid that their partner is going to end up being with someone better than them, or they're afraid that they're not going to financially make it on their own, or they're worried about the kids. They stay for the kids. A lot of people stay for the wrong reasons, but yet their gut and their soul is saying, but I'm not happy. I know I don't belong here. And so too many people grow comfortable in the uncomfortableness. Uh, this is going to sound also weird. Um, what are your feelings? Are, are there, are there um, things that help manifest or, 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 
or uh, create that that energy. Um, I guess what I'm getting at is psychedelics. What are your thoughts on psychedelics? Can they can they open that realm? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah I, everything I, is a balance, though. I, I'm I'm very fascinated, and the guys know this, and I talk about it a lot on here. I'm very fascinated with DMT and the studies that are going on with DMT, especially when it comes to people who are afraid of dying. And and the well, studies- Wait, 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 a lot of the audience doesn't know what DMT is, so explain Yeah, it. so DMT is dimethyltryptamine, uh, and it is a, um, it's, it's basically in every plant on the planet. Um, and you have a, 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 an acid in your gut that cancels out that psychedelic chemicals um, but it's also, they think it is created in the body with the, um, what is it called? Damn it. It's the pineal gland. And uh, when we when we dream, it relinquishes small amounts of DMT. Or also when we're in like flight or flight situations, when you get your arm cut off, you know, that's why you don't feel pain because the DMT is releasing. But there's there's ways to get around it and people have figured out i.e shamans shamans in peru have figured out how to shamans. you know mix different types of plants um to cancel out the gut biome and so and, and move you know moving forward with the with the uh, sonoran desert toad and whatnot so basically it's well, like know where i can store some <laughs> i do i do i do my friend um no tripping man this guy with diamonds yes that's exactly it and it's a more natural uh type that only lasts five five to 15 minutes per trip um but that's when long enough it, it it is long enough because it's so it, it it literally feels like you're being um shot out of a cannon out of your body and a lot of people um they've been doing studies with it and one of the studies that relates to this conversation that is fascinating for me is people that are have terminal illnesses that are super afraid of dying and then they they go into a study with dimethyl 5-MeO-dimethyltryptamine which is uh, from the Sonoran Desert Tobe and they actually take it intravenously on a drip and coming out of that that trip they are like something like almost 90 like 85 to 90 percent of them are no longer afraid of dying. And that's fascinating to me. And most of them say because they know after taking that trip that there is something after. Um, and it's definitely feels something after. I know that because I communicate to the other side. The interesting thing is when you say we die, we really don't die. Nobody ever dies. Our meat sacks just stop working, right? Your soul is who you are. Your soul, your, your, body, your body is not who you are. Your soul is who you are. Your, your, your soul is expressing itself using the body that you're in. So what dies is your body. So when your body retires, your soul lifts up out of your body and says, I'm out of here. And then you're in the spiritual realm without the body. But everybody who you have lost in your lifetime, they're all alive as much as you and I. They're just not in the physical body. Fascinating, man. It's absolutely fascinating. I th obviously, it's fascinating because the number one question that all humans have is what happens when we die, right? That's the number one question. I don't care who you are. That is what that is. In my opinion, that is what has caused humanity to move forward as we're constantly asking, you know, what is out there? What is out there after we're done? And um, well, there are things that 
human words cannot explain experiences. Uh, human words cannot um, express the emotions. The love in the spiritual world is much greater than the love that exists right here, right now. You know, what's so fascinating about that, and again, back to the, the DMT, is the, the, by far the number one thing that people that take a DMT trip say uh, they, they, they all basically get taught the same lessons. And this can be somebody who lives in Siberia that was from 50 years ago that had never met me living in Arizona in the year 2020. You know what I mean? And, and they've, they've had similar experiences, i.e. being that as soon as you get to this realm, whatever it is where you're shot out of your body into the, into, you know, the realm that you're at, you meet this feminine entity. You know she's feminine. And you've, you've automatically known, you, you know that you've known her, not just for your whole lifetime, but for eons. And she basically tells you the same thing, that humans are much more stronger than we ever thought we were. Um, that two, we have to take care of ourselves more. And three, we have to quit being assholes, basically, in the, you know, for whatever word. And, and what you said, Artie, is that when you get to that realm, it's that experience. And that is exactly what happens when whatever you get to that realm, however you get to it is, whether it's a near-death experience, whether it's being like you, Artie, who has you know, got some ability to key in on that realm, or whether it's through psychedelics or whatever, when you get that experience, nothing can change that experience. No matter how hard somebody tells you it's not real, you just felt how real it was. That's fascinating yeah, to me. Yeah, no, it is, it is extremely real. And that when people, you know, there's a lot of people go in that in and out state, you know, that near death experience, and you could go on the other side, you could come here. Trust me, when you're in that in between state, everybody wants to go to the other side, even if you have kids here or whatnot. But the thing is, is that because of karmic reasons, um, your angels, your spirit guides will say, no, it's not your time. And you have to finish what you came here for. You can't leave just yet. And you say, no, screw that. I'd rather be here. See, because on the other side, it's nothing but pure. You want know, to talk about pure cocaine? This is nothing but pure, unconditional love on the other side, where the ego's not involved, where it's just pure love and acceptance. There are no secrets on the other side. Everyone's glass. Everyone knows everyone's business because it's nothing but pure love. So what we get upset about when we're on the other side and people are still might be upset when they're on the other side, it's not about where they're at or about themselves or anything. It's about they feel bad for their loved ones that are making really poor choices or what they're going through. So they'll help guide you in your lifetime even while they're on the other side. A lot of times your loved ones who you can't stand worth a crap and you're really upset with them and agitated with them growing up, whether it be your siblings, your parents or lover, whoever, but when they cross over, they're actually able to help you a lot more being over on the other side than they are being over here because they could help manifest or, or bring people to you that you need or bring situations to you that you need, you know, and within their prayers or within their abilities, you know, they'll do what they can for you. And so when you communicate to them or when you communicate to your loved ones, your spiritual guides, your, your angels, and you ask for help, they will be there to help you. And I just, you know, listen, I've just been hit uh, pretty hard with some personal situations and you would, you know, you would think that I should be like freaking out by now, but um, probably enough to make my hair curl and turn gray. But, <laughs> but 
But uh, I've learned just to chill out and let life unfold. And I've learned to come to an acceptance. It is what it is. There's nothing you could do about it. And you make the best of the situation of what you got. Because what kills humanity, what kills the soul is our expectations rather than coming to an acceptance. So when you're setting up yourself up with expectations, with how you think people should be, or they should always be like this, or your partner should be like this to you, or, or your job should be giving you this, or they're making more money than, or whatever. It's, your, it's, it's the humanoid in you with, set up with expectations, which is a part of the ego, and that's what kills you because of your expectations. But if you don't like the hand that, that life has dealt you, then you're allowed to change that. But you also have to understand that everything you have in your life, you have created. So the people who are so upset with their life by their personal choices, and they choose to commit suicide, what happens with those people, people who commit suicide, you never run away from your responsibilities. What happens is that you're gonna be reborn into another family that will lead you to the exact same circumstances that you just try to run away from. Because God says, you know, before you're born into this world, God says, listen, listen, Matt, I love you unconditionally. And you know that you're allowed to do with whatever you want. And I'm not going to stop you. And the reason why I'm not going to stop you, because I gave every soul free will to do with whatever you want. However, you are responsible for all your actions. So whatever that. it is that you create, whatever it is you create, then that's what that's what it is. That's fascinating. Guys, thank you for letting me get a couple of questions in. I will catch you uh, later. Artie, it was very nice to meet you. Hopefully it there's more. All right. Thank you, guys. So so, my so what you're saying is is a lot of people say, like, I um, I have wrong. a friend who was in they a... They are wrong. Yeah. And a, who was... <laughs> who are they people? Who's they? We always say, well, they always... Yeah. Say, they I, had a fr I had a friend who, because I've, I've been divorced for... 10 years now and, and just kind of getting back into the, the dating scene and starting to look again, personal reasons, just working on myself. I've had friends that have said, you know, if you want that, you need to manifest it. And one of my friends suggested you need to maybe, you know, you have, you own your own house. You have a big closet, clean out one of your closets, manifest space for somebody else. So do you, kind of, you're, you're saying you kind of agree with that, that if you want something, you got to kind of will it in and manifest it in a way. Yeah, there's a few things that I want to suggest for that. Um, number one, work on yourself. Make yourself happy. Work out, uh, play music, do hobbies, do sports, do what makes you happy. Because when you are doing things in life that make you happy, and a lot of times it could be just in the way that you dress. So if you're dressing in a way that makes you feel cool or makes you feel good about yourself, you're raising your vibrations, all right? Now, by you raising your vibrations and really loving yourself, there's nothing wrong with you saying, I love myself. But when I say I love myself, I'm not saying I'm better than you. I love you. Literally, I love you as much as I love myself. So what's wrong with two wonderful people in the same room? So what I tell people, the spiritual zone that I tell people to get in to be able to manifest love in your life, I want you to, or who's ever listening or for you guys, if you really want love in your life, write a love letter to your future love as if they are already in your life and let them know how much you really appreciate them being in your life. 
I love how you make love to me. I love what you do for me. I love your smile. I love how you cook for me. I love the fact that you're so generous and kind and warm and loving. I love how you're so kind and generous and that, you know, you listen to what I say and I love how we share time together. And I, so like you're writing a love letter to your lover as if they're already there. So you're drawing in that energy. And then you write down on a separate piece of paper your, your full name and you say, my love is, my perfect relationship is, you know, attractive, honest, loyal, a good communicator, great in bed, available. You want to write the word available, nothing like attracting the right person and they're already taken. Um, <laughs> a, you know, a good set, like I said, a good sense of humor, loves to travel. Um, you know, supportive, understanding, healthy, financially self-support, you know, whatever, whatever is important to you, you know, um, great family values, considerate, good communicator. So when you're writing all this down, uh, the kind of love that you have, you do, you write it again and again and again, day after day or every other day, you write it, you write it, you write it at first. And then you say, I am number one. I am a loving person. I do love myself. I do love my partner and I deserve this. I appreciate this. And then say to your guardian angels and to St. Catherine with a C, St. Catherine, she is the patron saint of love. All right. Say, thank you for bringing this beautiful person, this beautiful energy into my life. So you just, you be you and, and life will just, life will take its natural courses and put you in the right position to meet somebody. Now, when you do go out on dates, all right, don't try to impress them, just be yourself. And when you're being yourself, then whether the date works or not, the bottom line is, you know what? Don't go in there with an agenda because again, that's expectations. So if you could just go just to simply have a good time so if you have something in common and you really like each other, great. It calls for a second or third or fourth date, whatever, whatever. And if it sucks, it's like, you know what? It was nice meeting you for this short amount of time. And, you know, thank you. You know, it, it was it was nice. To meet, even though we didn't have connect, but it was nice meeting you. But, sir, what so if your life? Oh, sorry. My mistake. No, not no you're good. Go ahead. Oh. I was going to say, what if your dating life is a series of, you know, it's been wonderful to meet you one-time situations? Like, I, it's hard not to come with expectation when I used to just go, we're going to play it how it is, and it always just runs its course. So we're going to hang out and watch a movie, and watch the movie, and we're good, and then it's over, and then that's a wrap. And it's like, oh, well. You didn't like, write your letter. Great. You didn't write your letter. Yeah. <laughs> got to write your letter. No, wait, okay. so what's your question? Like, how, how do you go without an expectation when you have a personal expectation and in, in whether that's to, in my case, a uh, relationship? Well, that's no longer my case now, not for the rest of the year, but just moving forward, like well, when you having an expectation. Mm -hmm. And that's the human emotions because you really want a relationship or you really want it to work, you yeah. know? But this is where you have to put yourself in check because then you're setting yourself up to be slam dunk. Because if you put the energy out there to whoever you're hanging time with, if you put the energy out there that you're feeling needy, all right, that's a big turnoff to people. You know, if you're feeling needy or obsessive, I get I level. at some points. Yeah. You know, okay. but the number one the number one thing that, that attracts one person to another 
more than looks, more, more than money. And, uh, well, personality is huge. Fair but amount. what's the most important thing is someone who possesses confidence. Fair amount. So if you possess confidence and you're happy-go-lucky within yourself, then you're saying, you know what, I'm happy to share my good energy with you. And if you can appreciate who I am, excellent. And if not, then boom. So that means you don't have enough love for yourself because you're setting yourself with an expectation because you're now putting your expectations into the other person and making them responsible for your happiness rather than you sharing your happiness with the other person and or vice versa. Okay. Yeah, I don't value. I, I value my own personal like confidence. Personality. I don't think like that's an attraction to draw people in. I hadn't thought of it that way. Wow. Thank you. I mean, there were times where I was really attracted to someone, but mm -hmm. for whatever reason, for whatever stupid reason on their part, they were attracted <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. You know? I get that. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, I rarely have that situation happen. It's happened a couple of times, but it's not a big deal, you know. But on the most part, you know, it's usually the opposite where it happens to me, where people are attracted to me, and I'm not as attracted. But whatever. But it's like, you know, so there's some people who I just absolutely love and admire, but I don't look at them in a sexual way. Uh, they're just my great, loving, buddy friends, bosom buddies, friends, whether it be, you know, girls and or guys, you know. But, um, you know, I mean, I've been divorced a couple of times already. And, um, you know, I make no bones about it that um, when I'm not happy, you know, if the relationship has run its course, it's run its course, you know. But I try, I sincerely try, but, you know, if, if the two of you have different expectations of one another, a lot of times what happens in relationships, one person wants to stay the same, stay the same, stay the same, and the other person wants to grow and grow and grow. So it's like, it's about accepting each other for who you are and not what you think the other person should be. So when somebody's not meeting up to your expectations and you're not accepting them for who they are, that's where things really go bust. Okay. I understand that for sure. You know, for sure. So right now, it's like, I've been, let me tell you something. For the last year, for the last year, I've been putting out loving thoughts and loving thoughts. And, and, and I literally play love songs almost every day to draw loving attention to me. Like, I wanted true love in my life, true love in my life. And uh, not too long ago, I found someone that um, knocked my socks off absolutely knocked my socks off so wow. um, and it, it was instant chemistry it was love at first sight for me and um and and i always let her know that you know and and you know fortunately for myself she feels the same way so it took her a little longer to get to the same page as i am but we're, we're there but you want to know something just because you have this loving dynamic see if the other person isn't naturally reciprocating to you then let it go because you don't want to make someone else feel obligated to do what you want them to do because then it's not real. They're doing that just to be nice. And, and then you, you're getting this fake person. So you have their shell, but you don't have their heart. That so makes sense. Like, what's the sense? Yeah. What, what, they're continuing on. So if I don't have your heart. Yeah. So if I don't have her heart, then it's like, you're not doing me. Don't do it because you think you're doing me a favor. I'm not interested. I want, I want you to be in it because I'm in it. And, you know, if you're in it with me, then we got a winning team. We got a winning thing going on. But if not, then forget about it.
Forget about it. Forget about it. <laughs> I appreciate that. Okay, I understand. I have some of those thought yeah, But when you're emotionally adjusted, so even though I'm giving you all this really good logical, um, open mind and, yeah. and good advice and stuff, again, when you're emotionally invested, it's hard to hold back your emotions when you feel so strong or passionate. But like I said, if it's not being reciprocated, then just know when the show is over. Okay. Yeah, I usually do a good job of, of finding that out. And like, okay. You're good at that first? <laughs> yeah. I don't try to push it. I understand, like, you know, yeah. it happens. I don't ever, like, force the issue on that. I just want to get past that point where, oh, we're, we're heading down that road again. You know, like, I don't know. Okay. You need this expectation because you think so it's going to happen. So let me it's, say this well, that's to you. Why, you're right. So, so let me tell you this. Mm-hmm. If you are, are you there? Yeah. Yeah. You there? Yes. Uh, yeah, we're here. There you are. All right. So if you're going into a situation already thinking that, you know what? I'm afraid this is going to happen again. Or, oh, here we go again. Well, guess what? You're going into the situation in, with a losing attitude. It's done. So you're putting the energy out there. Again, you're putting the expectations into the other person or you're feeling self-pity for yourself. So it's like, no, I feel such a loser. I want someone in my life. Like, That's me every day. Me. That's, that, was, that was just me three days ago. <laughs> That's and I was saying, oh, like, if you're feeling that way about yourself, then what do you have to offer to the other person? Exactly. You want to yeah. be loved, held, and nurtured, but yet, what are you offering to the other person? Comic books. <laughs> so that's why I feel it's safe you. Find that happiness within yourself to do whatever makes you happy. Wow. Do what oh, makes you happy. And then share that happiness with someone else. I agree. That's the dream. We're all just trying to be like the one married guy in our group. So, you know, eventually that's the goal. But of course, yeah. well, I got news for you. Mm -hmm. Well, I got news for you. Both my parents were married since forever. They were married for sixty-four years, not happily. And uh, I learned a lot from their relationships, from their mistakes. They were married for sixty-four years, and they chose to stay in it. My father had a very difficult personality. My mother was the saint of all saints. She was like a beautiful soul, very unconditional with her love. Uh, just a beautiful, beautiful person. And she was, you know, she was loved by everybody who knew her. And, uh, but they had a very tarantulous uh, type of relationship. So um, I've learned through my father what love is not. And through my mother, I've learned what love is. So when you're in a, re when you're growing up in a, in a relationship that, that is very challenging, then I wrote my, I'll, I'll give you an example. I wrote my father a thank you letter for being my dad. And I said to him, Thanks to you, I've learned what not to do because you stepped on all the landmines. Oh, now, wow. my father wasn't all bad. My father also had really good qualities about him. And, and I did get some really good stuff about life from my dad. But emotionally, he was a very, very difficult person to have a relationship with or to hang time with because he had such a negative attitude. Mm. You know, through him, I learned what love is not. So because he caused so much pain, 
I experience, I so don't want to give that pain to other people. So my dad strongly taught me not how not not to be or not to be disrespectful to other people because I saw all the all the bad vibrations or all the bad experiences that my father was caused by his attitude and his impatience with other people. He was very selfish in many ways, you know, and my mother was a very selfless person in many ways. And so because she was filled with so much fun and laughter and love, that's how I wanted to be. And not that my father didn't have love. He had love. He shared it in his own way and the way he provided it in other ways. Like if the chips were down, my dad was there for you when he came to family. My dad was always there for you if the chips were down. But, you know, as far as emotional support and stuff, it wasn't my dad. That was my mother. So, um, wow. but like I said, I learned a lot. I learned a lot. Um, and um, both my brothers are also in the same marriages since they got married from day one. And one's married about 37, 38 years. My other brother's married like 45 years. And uh, I, I always wanted that. But, you know, the cards, didn't, it just... Life didn't take me in that direction. And based on my choices, could I have stayed in my first marriage and just stayed um, comfortable in the uncomfortableness? Yeah, I, or I should say, yeah, comf comfortable in the uncomfortableness. But you know what? Like I said, I saw my mother so miserable for so many years and I wasn't fully happy. So, and, and my wife and I, we hardly ever argued. So, um, but I wasn't happy and I knew she was wasn't fully happy. I wasn't giving her everything she wanted because I didn't have it within my heart to give her what she wanted. So Can I just knew when, the, like, that's what I say, know when the show is over. You know? Okay. Mm -hmm. And then I had other relationships after that. And again, I, I wanted all of them to, to work out, but it just didn't happen for me that way. It just, it is what it is. But you know what? I know who I am through my spirituality. I help out thousands of people. I meet lots of people. I make a positive impact in other people's lives. I have personal friends. I have, I love sports. I have lots of interests with hobbies and stuff. So, you know, I enjoy it. And now I have a wonderful girl in my life, you know, so it's, it's all cool. It's all really good. Mm -hmm. so I got a question about, so have you ever been somewhere where like you've had this vision and this like word from the other side where you they weren't having a reading but you were just sitting there somewhere where like hey so and so says he needs you they need you to know this has that oh, ever yeah, happened absolutely. to you what is that yeah, like yeah. though is it, i know you said like it just kind of it kind of just comes to you i mean like the first time it really happened like what was that like is it like do you see it as like an aura of colors coming in? Or is, I know you said you said it's like calm and stuff, but like, like that first time, what was that like? Like, wait, were, like was it what you expected? Wait, what, what was my first time? What, what, what is the question? <laughs> so, you said, you, so you say, what was it like the first time? What specific, what, what are you talking about? What was the first like time? Like the first time you oh, connected to the spirit world and you got to tell somebody something, what was, is, is it like, Oh Is my it the same god! Every that time like, now, or was it like that? Was what? like totally being on the highest drug ever. <laughs> that was so exciting. The first time it happened, I was like, "Oh my god, this is like so cool!" You know, the very first time. Well, it happened when I went to the Edgar Casey Foundation. You know, hold on. 
I went to the Edgar, I was at the Edgar Casey Foundation. And they broke us up into groups, and they said, "Whoever you're with, whatever you get, whatever information, just share it with the other person." So there was a group of eight of us in one circle, and so we all had to connect to one person. All right, we all, all the whole group connected to one person, and then after we did that one person, it was the next person's turn. So the whole group would connect to the next person, then whole group. Would, so that's the way it was. So anyway, so my very first experience is we were connecting to this one guy. And I said to him, I said, I'm seeing a rectangle and there's like, but it, at the end of the rectangle, it's kind of shaved down. I go, what does that mean? He goes, I don't know. He goes, I don't know. So the group leader said, all right, don't worry about it. If they don't understand it, they'll, they'll get it later or it might mean something later, but that's what you got. That's all right. Good. Don't worry about it. So it was the next person's turn. So they're looking at the fella and they said, I'm seeing, a, I'm seeing farm and I'm seeing a bunch of farm animals. And so, um, the guy said, well, growing up, he says, my cousins, once, during the summertime, me and my cousins and my siblings, we all would go to my grandfather's farm in Tennessee, and we would play on the farm with them, with all the farm animals and stuff. So the guy had that connection. But when he said we used to go to my grandfather's farm in Tennessee, I go, wait, that's what I saw. I saw the state of Tennessee. It was a rectangle, and there was a shaving at the bottom of it, which is the shape of Tennessee. So, like, even though it's a little thing, but to me, that was like, wow, that was amazing. Oh, yeah, was it was mind-blowing. Something. So then, shortly after, later on, uh, it was actually the next day, there was a, a lovely lady who was a part of our group, and she was an older woman, and she was in her 70s at the time, and she had beautiful, soft, white, curly hair and the most bluest eyes, and I believe her name was Anne, and I said, Anne. I said, you've got the most beautiful eyes. And, and I said, you know, when I'm looking at you, I don't know why I'm seeing this. I'm seeing a window and there's an angel in the corner of the window. It's like carved. I said, I don't know what I'm looking at you, why I'm seeing that. And she goes, Art, look over to the side of the wall and look on top of the wall. It was a tall wall. She goes, look on top of the wall. And I looked on top of the wall. I never even noticed it. And there was a window there with an angel carved in the corner. She goes, I was noticing that window all morning long. I kept on looking at it and I was noticing it. So I said, wow, this is really cool that I'm able to pick up information with people. I mean, it's little tidbits here and there, but still it was like information that had to do with that person. So then over the years, I started to develop it more and more. So people ask me a lot of times, all right, how do you get in that state of mind? Or what is it like to be in that state of mind? That was my next question. So, I know that. So here I am. <laughs> he just hey, read man. your mind, bro. You're good, man. You're good. Listen, it's like it's really, going. It's like really freaky, man. Like you're freaking me out, man. It's like you're a psychic, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm psychic. And I got news for you. My license plate says, I just know. <laughs> so it was funny. That's cool. So I was at the beach. I was at the beach yesterday. And there was an older gentleman walking with his wife. You know, they were seniors. And so I had my door open because I was taking my socks off and my shoes off to walk barefoot. And so the older gentleman came up to me randomly and he looks at me. He goes, excuse me. And I'm looking at him. He goes, so tell me, what do you know? Because he saw my license plate. He goes, so <laughs> tell me, what do you know? So I said to him, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, wow. I, so this one girl comes up to me. This one girl comes up to me and she said to me, I was right about to do a show for an audience. She goes up to me and she goes, so what kind of a psychic are you? 
I said, well, you know, I usually tell people in detail about their life and stuff. It's not like, you know, when people ask me questions, I'll, I could answer their questions. Or, you know, when I look at the cards, I could, you know, I could see what's going on in their future or whatever. It's not like I could just look at you and say, oh, I see you have three sisters. You live in a red house and you're going to Florida. And she goes, but I am and I do. I go, what are you talking about? She goes, I live in a red house. I have three sisters. And next week I'm going to Florida for a vacation. I go, oh, I guess I can't do that. Damn, you're <laughs> better than you kidding. think. <laughs> I was only kidding. I was just trying to make a point across. I said, oh, shit, I guess I can't do that. So <laughs> what, is, what is it like to be in my shoes? So it's like about a nine you being in the passenger. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, I'm a size 10, by the way. So. Oh, Kyle's 15. a psychic now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a size 15. <laughs> Go off. <laughs> That's just what I was trying to do. <laughs> be like, hey, hey. <laughs> oh. Don't be hating. Okay, so. <laughs> so picture this. So you're in the passenger seat of a car. Mm -hmm. All right, seriously now. So right. you're in the passenger seat of a car. And you don't have to pay attention to the road because the other person's driving. So you're in a passenger seat of the car and you're just gazing outside the window. Right? And when you're gazing outside the window, you're going for a long car drive, whatever. You're really not paying attention to anything. You're quiet. You're just looking outside the window. And you're just random thoughts come into your head mm -hmm. about whatever. You could be thinking about a kid that you, you knew since you were a child. You could be thinking about, you know, your mother's cooking that you just had. Yeah, just random thoughts. That's happens exactly to me all the time about 3 a.m. every morning almost <laughs> wake up thinking about That's random stuff <laughs> so what i do is i blank out my mind and the spiritual world knows that i'm trying to gain information on behalf of the person or the situation i want to know about and so the spiritual world will share thoughts with me or images with me or songs and and i'll share it with the person so how does the, the is it like the same spiritual guys that you have? They're like the interpreter between you and the spiritual world that you know, like they're like, hey, so and so's loved one, this is what they're talking about. They tell them, they tell you, or is it more of like their loved ones come to whisper to you? Their loved ones come to whisper to me. I, a lot of times when I, a lot of times when I, um, excuse me, see, I'm speaking on the truth. <laughs> a lot of times when uh, loved ones come to visit me, <laughs> oh, damn. <It's> again. <laughs> so, so when they come to visit me, I'll take on their actions. I'll say the phrases that they say. Um, I'll mention to the fact that, you know, the person got a tattoo on their behalf or they have their ring on or the things that they used to do back in the day, or let them know that they're okay, or, you know, little affirmations to let them know that they're okay. And you never have to worry about somebody who's crossed over, because when you're over on the other side, it's, it is, it's paradise. You know, you could miss them. Mm -hmm. You could miss them. That's totally cool. But to worry about them, that's like worrying about somebody who's sitting on the beaches of Hawaii and times that by 10. That's what it's like on the other side. So do, does loved ones, they, so they don't miss you the way we miss them. Because, no, because they're they here. They see us every day. They, they see, see us. us. We don't see day. them. 
So in, in yeah. turn, we're only missing their physical stuff. We shouldn't in turn we miss truly the miss physical them. relationship. We miss the physical relationship and what's connected to it with them. But their soul and spirit, like my mother who passed away, both my parents passed away years ago. But when my mom passed away, she lets me know she's around me all the time. And she shows me her birth date, 1221. So, um, you know, or, or I'll see little signs here and there, or pennies or dimes or something like that. And, um, you know, but she lets me know that she's around in many different ways. So uh, there was a time where I woke up. Now, I want to explain another story first. After my mom passed away, I went to a friend's house out in Pennsylvania. And I said to my mother, I said, Ma, do me a favor. I want to know that you're okay and that you're around me. I said, don't, just don't show me one cardinal or two. I want to see many cardinals in a row. I said, show me many cardinals to let me know that you're okay. So when I went to my friend's house in Pennsylvania, in the middle of the winter time, there were five cardinals sitting in her bush right outside her window, her picture window. There was a bush on the other side and there was five cardinals sitting there. And I was overwhelmed that they appeared. And that's how my mom showed me. Wow. Now my cousin, who was also close to my mom, she said, Atha, she was from Boston. Atha, let me tell you something. I saw your mother. I saw your mother. The next day she passed away. She was right on my ceiling. As God is my witness, when I woke up, I saw an image of your mother in her wedding dress. She was beautiful and she was happy. And she was right on the ceiling. Just as I woke up and I looked, woke up in the middle of the night and she was right there beaming. She was so beautiful. And, uh, you know, so... Yeah, so they make themselves known. So do they recreate? So they recreate memories for you to see them. Yeah, you. They won't always come to you. So your grandfather might not. Your grandfather will appear to you as you've known your grandfather at that age in that way. Whereas your grandfather will appear to your grandmother maybe younger, or your grandfather will appear to his friends maybe younger because that was their image of them, or that's how they want to be known. My grandfather appears to me younger. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't see the the grandfather that passed away. When I see my grandfather, I see him as as not like as a younger a younger version of your grandfather. Yes, and that's how I see him. Like, probably when I was like six years old, like that version right there. Same. That's really cool. So they will present themselves in the image of how you best remember them by. So how do they know, like, so they, I take it the easiest way for your loved ones to, to let them know that you're still here is through your dreaming. Is that because of like what you guys were talking about earlier about like the DMT, like what is being released into your brain that they can, that it's a way for them to connect to you or? I don't know the biological effect of how that's possible. All I know is that when the spiritual world, your loved ones want to visit you, one of the strongest ways that they visit you is through your dreams. And a lot of times when you see them, you'll speak to them, but they won't speak to you. They'll just smile and nod at you. Is it because you're asleep, you're more open, your brain, is, your brain is more open to it? Like, you know, like as we, yeah, you're kind of like one of those, yeah, and it's kind of like one of those, when you're young, the, the, the glass is, is, you know, like this, but if we're older, 
we fill it up with a bunch of stuff and we cloud it. So when we're asleep, do you think we're just more like in tune? Yeah, because you're not as stressed. You're not as worried. You're not as fearful when you're in that sleeping state of mind. Mm -hmm. That's why you don't feel any pain when you're sleeping. You know, like when you're going in surgery and they cut up your body, you're knocked out. You're in that dream state, you know? And so it's like, it's like totally awesome, man, <laughs> to be in the dream state. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> wow. You know, so, so um, yeah, so it's easier when your mind and, and body is like just totally relaxed. But when you are, a lot of times loved ones won't visit the ones who want to see them the most because you haven't come to a place of acceptance or you're so stressed out about it or I love you so much or you're stressing out so much. Unfortunately, they don't come when you're in that state of mind, but when you're more relaxed or they'll visit other relatives or other relatives will see them or friends will see them because they're not, I mean, yes, they still miss them. They still love them. But when you are strongly stressed out and intense mm -hmm. and really missing somebody, your energy is blocking the flow from happening, you know? So, so. It's, I mean, so, so like, you know how a lot of people go to visit graves and they go to, to, to talk to their loved ones. You don't really need to do that. You can just sit in your front yard and you can kind of just 100% like, correct. Just calm we out. Go yeah, we go to grave sites for our own sake, not for their sake. Because they're not really there. They're already here around us. Right. They're, they are wherever you are. So if you're walking down the patio to go to the grave, they're, they're walking right behind you as you're walking to their own grave. And they're just with you. That's it's right. not like you're visiting them in a hospital room. They're, yeah. not in, they're not in the hole in the ground. It's just their shell. Yeah. It's just like you getting your hair cut, you know? It's like, oh, my God, you know, your body is like your hair. So if you cut your hair, go, oh, what do you want me to do with this? I don't care. Throw it in the garbage. It's like, yeah, but yeah. this was a part of your body. This is your... I want you to make a sweater garbage. out of it. You know? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There make you a, go. Make it a scarf. Do you see auras? Do you see all that coming off of people as well? Or is that something of a different gift that people get? It's usually of a different gift. But I like the other day when I was doing an interview elsewhere, um, I did see auras on the person, which I very rarely see auras. I very, it's not my forte. But I guess it's in my state of mind that I'm at, but it's not my forte. And different colors represent um, what state of mind that person's in in the moment. Mm -hmm. So whether it be blue, yellow, green, black, gray, white, you know, whatever that person's or you know state of mind is, that's what the aura is gonna you're gonna project. But I really don't know what the I should look it up though, being that I've been doing this for thirty plus years. <laughs> uh, I still don't know what the colors represent as far as auras go i mean if you don't see them all the time why put the extra effort into it when i drive around late at night mm -hmm. i see the purple light i see purple light like you know how you see the light in front of a car like the head beams mm -hmm. i yeah. see that like that in purple but along the side of the road and that's my angels letting me know that uh they're around me so if i want to project and ask my angels within my thoughts, my mind, please show me that you're around me. They will project the image of purple in front of me. I mean, that's got to be somewhat soothing 
just to know. I th- and I think that's why a lot of people come to psychics and mediums and, and they like to hear that is because you are lucky enough that you get that soothing, you get you get that affirmation, you get that. Most people don't get that. We're kind of stuck in this limbo area where we'd like, hey, show me a sign and nothing happens. You get, you know, hey, I need to know, I need to see something. And you get to know, hey, I'm here. Is there something that people can do as a natural way, like maybe meditation or something where they can actually try to to get a little piece of that to them? Yeah, meditating will 100% get you there. When you start to do yoga and or meditating, Mm -hmm. that'll help get you there because you're connecting to your higher self. So what I strongly suggest if people really want to meditate, go into a dark room, and I literally mean a dark room, and bring a candle with you and light the candle and just focus on the, the, the flame dancing the dancing flame of a candle and just focus on it with no expectations. Just look at it and you might not get anything for a little while, but just that peace of mind and that serenity that you have of that peaceful mind of quietness with you and God or you in the spirit world, however you want to say it. And when, and then there's going to be times when you are just allowing yourself to sit there in meditation, all of a sudden, messages are going to start coming into your head and you could be thinking about your friend and all of a sudden you feel like he's in trouble or somebody's going to be having a medical issue or somebody's about to hit the lottery or somebody's going to go to Florida or somebody's going to be calling you or it's a friend you haven't thought of in a long time and all of a sudden they're calling you the next day while you were while you were meditating you were thinking about them so that's one way for you to get into that meditative state is to sit in a dark room light a candle and just relax and pay attention to the, the the dancing flame and if you fall asleep then you fall asleep and that's okay so only meditate for maybe three minutes or five minutes don't try to stay up for a long long time but the more you do it the more you're training your mind to be more and more focused to stay there so you said you do this every sunday you sit down on facebook and you sit down with your group of people that tune in and you do this every Sunday where I'd like to, I'd like to tune in on Sundays. Okay. Thank you. It's um, it's, if you go to my Facebook uh, angels and answers, or if you go to Artie Hoffman, Facebook or artiehoffman.com, there's a link to my angels and answers Facebook live show. Mm-hmm. And it's 8 PM Eastern time, 5 PM Western uh, Pacific. Yep. So, um, and I read for people, um, for an hour for free and, um, yeah, so I get a lot of messages sent to me and, uh, I just answer them. I just right away at times I feel like I'm just blowing smoke, but then people say, oh my God, Artie, you were so right on or, oh my God, that was so amazing. Or, oh my God, that happened. So you'll laugh at this one. So I have a common joke that I say to girls when they ask me this one question. (laughs) So there are girls that will ask me. So, Artie, do you see me getting pregnant soon? And I say, yeah, when you stop watching my show and get in the bedroom, your chances are going to get much better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, man. I mean, I'll ask it. I'll jump on this grenade. So when I was younger, my my mom went to a psychic, and she was told by the psychic that sh- she saw another kid in her life. 
and my mom was told that she couldn't have any more kids. And she used to say, you know, you better use protection, Matt, because they said they're going to see a kid, blah, blah, blah. And, it, and so I kind of carried that with me. But lo and behold, years later, she got pregnant with my, my little sister, my last sister. So me being someone who, who has been single for a while, do you see a relationship coming for me in my life yeah. and maybe yeah. marriage and a, and a kid? Yep. Yep. And she's actually going to be a little more on the rough side, believe it or not. I'm not surprised. She has, she has, she has like a rough edge to her. Can, I mean, can has, you elaborate on uh, what do you mean by rough? Like she might be having tattoos. Okay. Um, it's the style of the way she dresses. Um, um, she's been, she's been through life. She's been through major challenges in her life growing up. Um, she's had some hard knocks in her life. Um, she might be, uh, you know, a lot of her life might've been Gothic or she likes eccentric way of putting on makeup or she might have tattoos or the way she dresses. So that's what I see. I, she could also be liking to wear a scarf, a scarf or a, uh, or a bandana around her or whatnot. She's going to be, like I said, a little on the rough side, but she has a really, really good heart. Her, her exterior shows a little on the rough side, but she has really good intentions and she has a really good heart. And um, that's, that's who I see coming into your life. She's on, so the slender, cool. she's on the slender side, too. That's so cool. Interesting. Wow. I'm not, I'm not even going to ask my Go for it, Corbin. Advice. Go for I it. Got, I already got advice. I feel like if I, that's the thing for me. That's why I'm weird with, like, like I'm honored to be, like, part of a conversation with Psychic. Like, I feel so weird about knowing that stuff is predetermined or can be found. Or, but or nothing that. is predetermined. You can change anything at any point. He said that. That's why there's I know. three doors. Based on your energy right now, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. Based on the energy. And we all right love now. you. Certain things you, are Kyle. written in stone. Yeah. Certain things are written in stone. It's going to happen. Come hell to high water. Yeah. And then other things, and then other things have what I could call psychic probabilities, which means that's it can happen this way. It could happen that way. So mm -hmm. we do. And that's where free will and choice is. That's what you're at. Yeah. Your attitude in life is what creates the the um, the the probabilities of what's to happen in your life. The quality, whether it be great or whether it be crappy, mm. you know. So I again, know. if you are projecting a loving, positive person into your life and you visualize this, then this is exactly what you're going to get. I have one okay. more one more follow up question. Have I met this person already? I don't think so. Interesting. I, nice. I like that. Now you know to be on the lookout and to, to make I your gotta, list. I got to make my and list. You work, on, yeah. you work on yourself, you make your list, and it should the pieces should start trying almost falling together. And this girl is a very good conversationist. This girl could talk. She has to be to keep up with that. <laughs> I don't, I'm shy. What are you talking about? I don't talk. Well, that's the thing. She'll have to talk to <laughs> yeah. you to talk. Like, that's why. Yeah, but... Is she a wrestling fan? You know, like Bonnie Ray would say, let's give him something yeah. to talk about. <laughs> See, I love the music. Is she going to be a, a wrestling fan or a comic book fan? Or is it going to be introducing me to new things? She's a girl, so no. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I doubt it. I don't know if she's going to be into that. Uh, um, but like I said, she, she's an interesting 
she's gonna she has an interesting look about her and you're gonna wonder like oh can i take this home to mama <laughs> interesting but but she does have a really good heart she does have a really good heart and um a lot of her attitude is i don't give a shit what people think Sweet. That perfect. Awesome. I, I have to, I have to jump on that question though, only because I made like a resolution, no dating for Corbin for like the rest of the year. Like, I'm a 2021. Tell him he couldn't do that. Like, <laughs> like, like just in general, I've just been. It's not even a negative thought. Like I don't want to. I've already been like projecting. Like oh, I'm not even about that. For me, it's really to focus on myself and try to, you know, uh, work on things that I have like shortcomings on and try to be better you know um with that being said is there a plan eventually or am i going to be able to kind of go on my own terms how do how do you see it working out if i can ask you know there's this thing called the dream board you ever hear of a dream board yes i yes i have one. i had one years ago i have it more like a dream journal now yeah it's true i write dream it board. that's awesome dream a dream board or pictures you get from magazines or from anywhere and you create your own vision board of what you want to experience in your life. So again, if you, if it's in the forefront of your mind, then you will manifest it. But if you say, I want this, I want that, but your actions are doing differently, mm -hmm. your, the spiritual world is going to follow your actions and your thoughts. Never, ever, ever say what you don't want. You're only allowed to say what you do want. Because if you say, I don't want to be old and alone, then you are going to grow up old and alone because your energy of fear is greater than your energy of desire. Uh, That's wow. interesting. Very okay. interesting. So only focus on what you want to experience, not what you don't want. So the okay. difference between wanting and desire, everything mm -hmm. you have in your life, whether you like it or not, everything you have in your life, you desire. Wow. Is this right, the kind of stuff that you talk about in your book? All your actions have created it. So yeah. I'll give you an example. So you could say, I want to be a millionaire. I want to. Um, I want to be a millionaire. I want to do this. I want a big old package. All right. but, are, <laughs> but you want to be, but are, are your actions creating that to happen? So your desires are your thoughts put into action, creates your desire, creates your reality. Wanting is just a thought. That's all it is. Mm. I want this and I want that. So it's just a thought. So God gives you the feeling of just wanting. So you could want and keep on wanting. But you have to claim it as if it's already happening. Like failure is not even a choice. So like I decided, hey, I want to restore an old car. And it was in my mind. It was set. This is what I want to do. And because of doing that, like the option was presented that I got to that it was there and, and like the chips fell into place that I could do it. Is that what, is that what you're kind of getting at? Yeah. So it will just stay there as a jalopy or with nothing, or you could take something that was put in front of you and take it. Now, a lot of people do will, you, you know how people could will themselves to die. Mm -hmm. Well, you could will yourself to live. You could will yourself to get better. You could will yourself to manifest prosperity in your life. You could will love into your life. You could will health. You could will it. If you want it that bad enough, you will it where it's not even an option. But then a lot of times things are presented to people when it's right there and then they push their power away or they push it away. And then they complain that they never got what it is that they wanted. 
whether it be the nice person that they always wanted or the nice situation or the job. A lot of people are actually afraid of success. They're well, so yeah, then you accomplish something. Chase, they're so used to always chasing after what they want that when it's there, they push it away. And then they go back in that self-pity stage, getting back into that chasing again. I know that feeling. I want it so bad, but when I got it, I thought, I don't know what to do with it. Right? Is that how a lot of people are? I want it so bad, but I don't know what to fuck do with it. Now I got it. Fuck, I don't want it no more. Yeah, it's like people go out fishing, and you want to catch some mackerel or some blues, and instead you catch a freaking tuner or a whale. <laughs> like, shit, I only wanted it, you know, but you wanted it so bad that this was presented to you. So do you see, do you talk about this in your book? Is this stuff you cover in your book? What is your book about? Uh, my book, you're going to think that I wrote this book specifically just for you. And I mean that. Everybody who, who reads my book, you would think that this book was written just for you. This book is written about life on a deep spiritual level, but it's explained in very simplistic forms. So I explained, give me an example. I explained a lot to you guys tonight, to mm -hmm. the audience, on a very deep level. But yet you could understand everything that I said. Mm -hmm. Even though I explained to you on a deep level, I explained to you on a deep, on a, in a way that you could understand that you, I gave you a different perspective of your life and life itself. And that's what my book is about. And, it, and it's about different topics. And it explains about different angels uh, and saints and what their purpose is and what their sinew is. So there's 12 different angels and saints, 10 angels and two saints that are in my book. And it explains about, and there's a couple of cool stories that I wrote in there of my personal experiences. And then again, I, I, I wrote um, some beautiful pieces about life. And like I said, it's gonna hit your home. It's gonna hit your heart really well. Where can we find your book? So if you go to artiehoffman.com or if you go on amazon.com, you could um, get my book and it's only 15 bucks. And um, I promise you, it's going to make a huge impact in your life. And it's a very simple reading book. And it has some really beautiful uh, illustrations in there, beautiful pictures in there that you're going to appreciate. That's awesome. And, um, that's awesome. Yeah, and then and then like I said, so if people want a private reading for myself, if they want to know about their life mm -hmm. personally or business or whatever, um, you could always give me a call because I do phone readings as well as in person. I'm in oh, Woodbridge, New Jersey. But I'm just as accurate over the phone as I am in person. And I do arty parties. So if you're buying, I'm flying. I'll 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 read for your friends and family. At <laughs> That's awesome. Artie, Brian, I'm fine. There we go. Artie for the party. That's pretty fucking catchy. Artie there. for the party. <laughs> so you, there you go. you've incited so, so Matt. You go to Artie, wait, so if yep. you go to at Gmail, you can email me artiehoffman at Gmail, or check out my website. I have a lot of YouTube's little mini uh, videos, of like five minute long, four or five minute long YouTube's mm -hmm. explains a lot about life. Uh, artiehoffman.com and if you wanted to book an appointment with me uh, um, you can call me at 732-778-7173 or you can text me you know 
I'll, and I'll repeat it, 732-778-7173. 7173. So, you, so you've given my, Matt a little bit of insight. You've given Corbin a little bit of insight. What do you see when you see Kyle? That's me. I'm talking to – no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Artie's thinking. I had to pass it by. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you're very inquisitive. When you see something that you like, you're the type of person that will do research on it. Um, you're a very inquisitive person. Um, and you're a very detailed-oriented person. Um, sometimes you get so detailed in depth with people that even if they're not interested, it's like you try to convince anybody that you are very passionate about. You have a hard time reading people, whether they're interested or not, because you're so passionate about it, you go on and on and on and on. And I'm not saying that through personal experience because you weren't like that at all today because you're interviewing me, but I'm telling you intuitively it's important for you to understand that when you're in a healthy conversation with somebody, if they're on board with what you're saying, then keep on talking about the topic. But if you see that they're thinking differently than you, or they're really not that interested, then stop wasting your time and energy. Don't try to convince anybody else. Just accept it for what it is and just say, all right, you know what? You're not into it or you don't agree with me. You could say, we agree that we disagree, and that's okay, rather than starting an argument. You'd say, what are you, freaking stupid? It's obvious. <laughs> that's 100%, Kyle. <laughs> You're in, you were in our lives. 100%, you there. Kyle. You are sitting next to him. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <Wow. laughs> so where I can everybody, once again. Pay me $1,000 just to say that to you. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, where can everybody get a hold of you at? Yes. Well, you can call me at 732-778-7173 or, or Artie Hoffman at Gmail, A-R-T-I-E-H-O-F-F-M-A-N at Gmail, Artie Hoffman at Gmail, or go to ArtieHoffman.com and you can get my book. And like I said, Sunday nights at, um, at uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time, I do a free Facebook live show. And uh, I'll send it off to you. I'll send you a link or I'll send it to you yeah, please. Um, this Sunday. And if you could just share it with your audience and, and stuff like that, that would appreciate it. Oh, no problem. I can't wait to be there Sunday night. I'm, I'm really excited about this. So I have a girl, Mary, who reads all my questions. I don't pick the questions of which ones are right because I get literally like a thousand questions. Pick me, Mary. Pick me. So I just like will still randomly – pick a question and while I'm looking at the camera, she'll read it to me and then I look at the camera and I answer the question right there on the on the spot. Sweet. That's awesome. I can't wait. I'm really excited about Sunday. Yeah. So listen, so thank you so much for uh, having me on your show. I really enjoyed myself. It was so much fun. I really you, appreciate all your insight and all of your knowledge that you're willing to share with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Artie. For sure. Yes, thank and you I'm very much. You, check out the book. I Check out the book. I promise you it's going to make a big impact in your life. And when I tell you it's simplistic, it's a deep, like I explained a lot of deep issues with you, 
mm-hmm. but I explained it in a very simplistic form. And that's what I'm all about. I want to make sure that everyone understands what I'm saying. It's that's awesome. Read. You can connect to everybody instead of just one level of person. You got you get every level of person, which is it brilliant. You're gonna have many aha moments when you read my book. Trust me. Awesome. And I'm gonna leave you with this one last thought. And this is in my second book. I'm writing a second book, and it should be out in uh, it should be out in uh, in the fall time. Is my please is my come goal. back and tell us about this book as well. Yeah, the second book is called Have Your Angels Call My Angels. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> like the title. <laughs> it's, it's good. And this book is called Angels and Answers. Hold on a second. Hold on two seconds. I'm going to put you down for a second. Yeah, no problem. You should ask him what he sees as far as like our, the prosperity of our show. Crashing so, this is, so this is what my book looks like. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's like, what my book looks like. Who did the artwork, if I may ask? Yeah. Very talented girl, Crystal Mannering. And and I'm starting and um, I'm starting to write my, my own greeting cards. I'm starting yeah. to write my own happy birthday and loving greeting cards because most cards out there suck. Yes, they do. You're not lying about you, that. You, yes, you sit there in the aisle and you're like... I throw a lot of humor... And a lot of deep loving thoughts. And sometimes you 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 want to share love with somebody, but you're not like you're like madly deeply in love with them. But you just want to share loving thoughts. And sometimes the, a lot of times the cards out there are too incredibly stupid, mm-hmm. or they're so deep and passionate. It's like, but I don't feel that way about the person. I love them, but I'm not deeply in love. That's how you record it. Send a card. Right back at you. Yeah, Kyle. So. We have that. Yeah. I agree. I mean, when you get that card, that's what Kyle's getting for Christmas. You heard it here first, folks. I'm throwing the mat too mad and we go back. You know, <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to be called Artie's Cards. That's awesome. Right. Like you got to have one called Artie for the Party. You have to, Artie. Artie for Dude. the Party. Mm-hmm. ArtieforthePartie.com. Artie Book me here. That's awesome. <laughs> Guys, it was a pleasure sharing time with you. Thank you for having me on. Thank, Thank you, you for, for coming on. Thank you very much. Please we'll don't be a stranger. You. Yes, we'll have to get you back out. on soon. Please come back. Please. Thanks. All right, you're gonna love the audience. Next show at eleven tomorrow. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep you up to date. I'll keep you up to date if I meet her. I'll send you an email if and when it happens. Oh, it, it will happen. Will happen. <laughs> All right. There it is. I can't Thank wait. you. I hope it's soon. Just don't jump the gun. All right. Take care. Have a good night. Right. Thank you very much. It was cool. Oh man. All right. Yeah, guys, awesome. Yes, thanks again for Artie Hoffman for, for joining us. That was a, a great time. A lot of insight. So, so I missed what he actually said to you, Matt, because I was actually getting ice and refilling my drink. <laughs> well, you missed out, man. You got to late to the playback. I think I actually kind of missed both of your guys'. I got – I when I came back, I thought he was talking about your mom. No. So, bef- well, I was going to say, before we get into that, let's talk about you real quick. How do you think he described you? Because I was trying to, I was trying to read you as he was reading you, to kind of see what you thought. Hit or miss. If he watched me with, if he watched any past, if he watched the episode, if he happened to catch the episode with um, the ghost hunter paranormal guy, yes, 
He fucking nailed it. If that was the basis of his episode. For me, where he nailed it is is your responses to things. Mm-hmm. And how how you're just like, whatever, and you just keep going on about, <laughs> about things. You know? Yeah, that part had me. A lot of the passion, too, because even things that, I mean, you start off with like a moderate level of passion and everything, in my own opinion. But then you're, like, really hyped up. And it could be about a lot of things. And I can't, like, if I'm not hyped, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not going to get hyped. But the stuff he was talking about is something that seriously, like, interests me. I think it's a very cool fringe um, topic. I think I think psychics, mediums, I think that stuff is really interesting. And I was trying not to be – I was intentionally trying not to be overbearing about it like I was – with the um, ghost hunter uh, rapper interview DJ, that we did, yeah, I was, I was, I was in, yeah, I was intentionally trying not to be like, I was trying not to steal the entire show. I was trying to leave it as we were all doing stuff, so that it didn't give me that that impression of of being overbearing like I'm really not at all even a little bit. So he no. told me so no. I started off by telling him that no. my mom my mom actually went to a psychic many many years ago before before you know when I was younger. After my sister she was told that she couldn't have any more kids. And she went and saw someone that called herself the angel lady and they told her that they saw her raising another <laughs> child. And uh-huh. she was told I can't have kids. So she came to me right after and was like, well, I was just told that I was seen raising a child, so don't you fucking think I'm going to raise your goddamn child if you get a girl pregnant at your age. And I was probably like 17, 16, 17 at the time. And she's like, you better fucking wear a condom because I'm not raising any of your goddamn kids. Jimmy, that shit so, up. Yeah. So it kind of sat there in my head for a little bit. And every time I was like, I got to make sure I wear a condom. And I would always be like, oh, shit, did I get this girl pregnant and or whatnot. And, and then months or years later, she got pregnant with my, my little sister. And I was like, there it is. And I even said something to her once. I was like, there's that kid that you were seen raising. It wasn't fucking mine. And she was like, yep. So, and I asked, I said, do you see me being in a relationship, me finding someone, me having kids? And he was like, and that's what he said. He said, yeah, I see someone coming into your life. She's going to be rough around the edges and have tattoos, maybe have tattoos or, you know, she's going to be. She's going to be someone that's going to look like you. I'm going to question, should I bring her home to mom? And and I asked him to elaborate on rough around the edges. Ugly, dude. <laughs> Probably. She has a good heart. Yeah. That means she's butt her face. Well, she said slender. I don't know if yeah, that's the only sl- physical description. He, he said slender, and he said that she's going to be rough around the edges and, and have tattoos. and You're have to go like this <laughs> to talk to her when he'd bring her home. Well, see, that's why I, I after he was so oddly like specific that if it does happen, I'm like, whoa, that I did not ask about myself personally. I asked like around it things, but I don't want to know the exact type of person that I will be like dating or whatever, or if I will or what. I just asked like, what do I need to do? Like general kind of periphery type questions. So I actually like that Matt went for it with the direct one. I feel like I've had like the last three episodes where I've been able to turn to some type of advice thing. And this one was more. I like how you went in like three different directions. Me? With with him, we all did something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to, like we tried to like like Matt went the very direct route. He was like, 
He was like face to face. He's like, I want to know some shit. But me and you had this conversation privy to our private conversations. Me and you had this conversation the other day where I said, I don't think I'm going to meet anybody. I'm going to die alone. You know, we, we pretty much had that same conversation one-on-one, what, three days ago? So it, it's crazy that he hit on that and he was like, you know, you can't sit there and say it's not going to happen because then it's not going to happen. It, you know, it's, it's everything that I said. Yeah, I, I, I'm not gonna lie. When I saw oh, no, no. new haircut on Facebook, I knew he was getting a girl eventually. Oh my! God. He cleans up well. You clean up well, Matt. It's gonna happen. You clean up nice. <laughs> but yes. it was a lot of things that I had said to Matt the other day, though. You know, it's gonna happen. You know, and I've told you a bunch of times. You but, need, to, you need to do you, and other things will fall in place. So he's but, not, he's this, not saying anything. That is pretty oddly specific. There. But for some, okay, here's the thing, though, Kyle. You're a good friend. I would expect you to say that. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say, you know, Kyle. Even No, but even as real as you are, I'm not going to be Kyle. I'm never going to find we like, damn, man, you know what? You're right. Like, that's not what I expect to hear from, you know what I mean? You might say, hey, you have to try really hard. You might give some tough love. But ultimately, you have an optimistic thing. So I think with advice, it, it's more of like a peer, I mean, for Matt, like a best friend, than someone like Artie who – depending on how Matt looks at him, I won't speak for you, is not an authority, but someone who comes from a different perspective entirely. We should have had him do fucking Brian since Brian wasn't here. That would have been one. That, fired, yeah. that would have been a good one. I fucking hate you both right now. And <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> but, uh, no, he was cool. He was interesting. He, yeah. he was, I'm so glad that he... But did he? So he said, "You're gonna meet some fugly ass bitch." That's that not what he said. But okay, <laughs> that's not so what he said. But you're gonna meet Snaggletooth. Oh my god! <laughs> who's gonna be rough around the edges with like five kids and a couple tattoos? Well, she's gonna like she's gonna like scarves, like like bandanas or something. Um, well, you're right. A lot that, of she, well, he just okay, said so that she might be wearing. No, she just said she might be wearing a scarf or something over her head. When you know I where you're her. gonna meet her. You know where so you're gonna she, meet her. So she's covering her face, so you can't see how oh ugly God. she is. She's, he's gonna meet her at 2021 Fan Fusion, baby. Yeah, he, all he said was <laughs> she's got tattoos and she's rough around the edges, which is interesting to me because, spoiler alert, I'm usually not attracted to women that have tattoos. Wow. All you yeah, ladies out there. And that's another thing you're saying too is is in that and he was actually explaining that too is when you have these pre-notions of how you want something, it cuts a lot of shit out instead of just accepting a person for them. Yeah. So what he's saying is you're actually gonna be accept a person for who she is. Which is something I, I will admit to Snack my own fault I don't do. Five kids and tattoos. Yeah. Well, oh, he never mentioned the kids part. That's yeah. interesting. He never but said you know what? I did ask that, he's going to have a wife and kids. I took so that from what he said that she has five kids. He didn't say anything about her looks or that she had kids, other than that she's going to have she said tattoos. She wants to cover up because she's fugly. <laughs> That's not what he said. <laughs> yeah. but, okay. You know, but she, he said she's going to have tattoos, be rough around the edges, which. Okay, and then like because so she's a biker. What I'm sitting here thinking to myself. Awesome. So so Matt's gonna be Matt's gonna ride bitch on the motorcycle, and his arms are gonna be around his tattooed, rough around the edges biker bitch. So she's gonna be wearing the shirt, that which says, will probably happen because I'm scared to ride a motorcycle because there isn't been anything with a motor and two wheels. I haven't crashed. So so 
it's so it, she's gonna be wearing this shirt that says, "If you can read this, the bitch fell off." <laughs> that means you fell off, probably. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but it, it was interesting, and now, and that's why I, I wanted to ask. And here's why I asked. But so but hold, hold on, on. I've been talking. Okay. I've been talking to a, a woman for a few months now, and because of oh, no, but I no, 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 hold on. But because of coronavirus, and and I'll get to that. We haven't we haven't seen each other. We we Facetime and talked, but. She's not. She you do a podcast? She, yeah, she's not rough around the edges. She's not. She doesn't have. She has one tattoo right here. Not a lot of tattoos. She's not rough around the edges to you. It, right. It's, but, is it right here? No. Shut up, Greg. <laughs> yeah. It's right here. Uh, let's hear. That's let's why hear, let's I hear. specifically asked. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it anybody I've met yet? Oh, he said he didn't think so. But he he didn't said think no. He, he said did, no. He, he, did, said he, he said I don't think so. He said he don't think so. He did not say definitively no, because I was waiting to hear it, too. Because I knew when Matt asked that question, wait a second, there has to be someone in the picture, because that's a very oddly specific question. And then he gave a very directly vague answer. So he yeah. could have just said, no, I don't, I, I, he said, I don't think so. That might be that probability, um, whatever. But Wait, did he but, just say, but, 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 I'm hold an very prick? I don't want to show her. I, <laughs> I, I, I am on Bumble. I am on a dating website. All right. All right. Bumble this bitch. I will show I you. Like I will show you a picture. <laughs> show it. After, show uh, it. No, I don't want to do it. it here. I don't want to do it here. Show it. I will show see. you a picture of someone I matched with. Let us see. Let me see if yeah, I can do it without. <laughs> so, <laughs> Kyle has come with the. I don't. I don't want to show her picture on the podcast. All right, that's fine. Privacy. I will show. Right, so we can't see her. I will show you guys. I will show you guys after the show. All right. There's, hey, there's nobody listening to us right now. Shut up. No shut up. No, shut up. Go I'm going to do it out of, respect, out of respect for this person That's who I true. don't That's know and have never That's talked to. I'm not Wait, gonna... you, you just matched? You didn't you talk to her? No, not yet. Whoa, yes. what? How long you Hold on. So Bumble, the women have to go first. Okay? I know. Yep. I've so tried it. We matched. She hasn't gone first yet. We matched and nothing's not happened. Good. But I will not show. Good. Hold on. I will show you the picture. After the right. show, okay, and you'll tell me what you think. Okay. Because I'm gonna tell you right now. I'll tell. You, I'm gonna tell you right now. He fucking nailed it. So that's my next. Whoa. Question. That was my. That was my next point. I was gonna get to. <laughs> okay. So this is what's happened. It's kind of like a horoscope. He has put this idea in your head now. Now you're looking around. Dude, for this answer, I now, promise bro. you, he so oddly nailed this. He but nailed it. crazy. Too, Kyle, he is nailed it, you too. It, no, he didn't. He was so far off. It's insane. Um, I don't think so. I disagree so, as well. <laughs> At least from what I know. It was about easy you. to get through this this episode. It was it was easy to get. No, well, dude, it was, get, it was easy to get dude. to you because you don't act any differently, Kyle. I'm sorry. I trust Corbin. I sat here and watched Corbin because I have my idea, and I'm like, I don't know, I don't know if that's Kyle or not. I watched Corbin the entire time, just going, yup, yup, yup. Like because well, when he first started, at first I'm like, I thought he was gonna go for some vague reaching, but knowing Kyle, like at least I do, I'm sitting there going. Oh no, he's on. Because at first I'm like, oh, he did some research. You might have listened to the last show or the last show. But in my mind, I'm like, but Kyle doesn't change. It's not like me where some days I'm animated, um, some days I'm kind of quiet. Like Kyle is Kyle. But he nailed it in the. the, There's so many times where you and I, Kyle, are having conversations, 
and I and you're telling me something that I'm not into, and I say something back, and you're like, whatever, dude, you know that's fucking cool, and you just yes! keep going for it, like Your you keep pushing it, yeah, drives it, and it doesn't just drive the other person, it drive it drives you and drives whoever you're talking to. We we all move I in the same direction. Right. Huh? Uh, I know when I'm right. <laughs> you guys just haven't come around to it yet. Oh my goodness! But Nubia, like, Nubia will be the the ipso exactly. facto definitive. She will. Yep. Yeah, after the, she has. Okay. To. If Nubia is listening right now, she is. She just messaged in the chat. So re-repeat for Nubia what I can't she, remember. She, she said, said she's going to go she back. Said and she said she have to watch it again. And then she said I'm an overbearing asshole. Chuck Chuck says true. And Chuck <laughs> I mean, knows you better than any of us. I'm, not, I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't know if he used the a hole correctly, but like, I mean, come on, come on, Kyle. What, what does Kyle see himself as? Not no, she, he used the a hole correctly. Uh, listen, I, <laughs> I'm not. I haven't known as Kyle as long as you have. I don't want to say that it's in the area. <laughs> he said what he pretty much said was, if I like it and I'm talking about it, I don't care what you think. It's the right answer. Hundred percent. Yes, hundred percent. That's your whole suit. That's your stance, Kyle. Like that's eventually, why what's going to happen is you're going to realize it's the right answer too. He, he didn't say. I don't remember him saying that part. But <laughs> no, he said that you you don't care what anyone else says, and you're going to argue it until so, someone's like, "All right, you know, let's agree let's agree disagree. to disagree." Because yeah. he said that you can say that, and I can't remember the last. You said it. No, Kyle said it like a show ago ago with me. I think, or maybe he agreed with me, but that's not something Kyle says. He's going to stick to his stance and the use again, either we all agree or whatever, dude, like you don't know what you're talking about this and that. And we agree to move on for, you know, time's sake. I'm just saying, I think he was on this. Like he was on. And I, it was I, I, easy to get from me because I was, but that's you though. I like, was pushing things though. Like it's easy to get that because I was, I was, when I was asking questions to him, I was pushing like a point. Well, to be fair, you were I I think you were quite as and you said it so it backs up what I was thinking. You were a lot like peppering with questions and stuff, but you weren't half as here's the show, I'm gonna take it over as you can be with other guests. You weren't that way. But even so, your passion shone through in a sense that you want you had follow up questions, you engage, boom, boom, boom. But that's you and everything. I, I haven't seen an episode where Kyle goes Oh, this guest or whatever, I'm not interested in. But I also haven't seen one where Kyle's like, he's. Ex I'm so excited for every guest. And you are I'm naturally, you are guest. naturally inquisitive because I can tell it, you something, exactly. and you're like, and you always ask why. I can always guarantee you what you are going to ask why. So I have to make sure whenever I bring something to you, I have, I have the why because I know that when I present something to you, the next question is why. Like I think he it was it, it was it was pretty good from my perspective. Like I wish there was some like yes or something to, like pick out, but like I didn't see it. I don't know. Chuck's I mean, his I, example, bad religion t-shirt. So what that was, I used to, <laughs> I, I used to be a huge. I still love them, but I used to be a huge bad religion shirt or bad religion. You fan. used to be a huge bad religion shirt, huh? So I don't know if you know what the bad. I don't know if you know what the bad religion is. I'm glad. I'm glad you transformed into a person. For me you know to share. But so the bad religion was it was a, it was the the Christian cross and it was circled and it was crossed out. Mm. And that was what bad religion shirts were. And it was kind of weird at the time. I was like, you know how everybody goes to this time where they're like, where you question religions, you question 
okay, I've been told to believe in God. I've been told to believe in Jesus or I've been told to believe in whatever, you know what I mean? And you're like, and you get to a point where you're like, okay, I can logically think as a person that doesn't a hundred percent make sense. Mm-hmm. Right. So you, what I did was I was like, you know what? I've been grown up to know that it's, it's, it's Jesus. It's God. It's, it's the, bible it's it's this is what it is and i was like you know what but you know what there's people who believe in buddha there's people who believe in hinduism so what i started to do was i started to look into these other religions to see what they were about and i was researching these other religions because i was like you know what maybe jesus christianity maybe it this isn't my path maybe me maybe this is the wrong way to believe so i decided hey you know what what's wrong with studying other religions so to go from my house when chuck lived with me where my parents still live to get to my brother-in-law's house which he wasn't my brother-in-law at the time he was just joseph Chuck and I would cut through these, these these two alleys to get to his house. So we were walking, and there was this dude playing basketball, and he stopped me because of my bad religion shirt. And he 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 started this thing about you know blah 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 crossed out cross blah blah blah. I'm not even going to get into that. So I started saying, well, what about this? What about this? You know, what about this religion? What about this religion? And and Long story short, what happened was after this discussion we had, he was like, hey, man, want to play basketball? Because it was just this, you know what I mean? Like I, I, I had this point of view and I gave it to him and he didn't really have an argument for me anymore. I didn't even know how long we fucking you said You argued it. him into submission. I did, but I, but I didn't argue him into submission. I, I, I proposed... I propose different points of view and facts behind it. That's not Corbin's, arguing. Corbin's curious. Okay, but I wasn't a dick about it. I wasn't a dick about it. Just like if I were to say ghost sucks, you're going to propose yeah. that I'm wrong. If I could mute you and not kick you out, I already would And there it is. I would say Gotham. Like, right. That triggers Matt more than you. Trust me, I. You guys are here, and I'm like two steps ahead. You just haven't caught up yet. That's that's the point. We should have uh, fucking. We well, ask, ask Brian. Ask Brian. What's that? Oh my gosh, you missed uh, our he site. You have a total breakdown of Kyle that Kyle disagrees with. <laughs> like complete breakdown of personality and and, and just. I mean, mind you, I think Cobb maybe made it a little more harsh than I thought, but I thought it was pretty spot on. So we're debating it and talking about Kyle's attributes and, you know, how, how arguments, you know, there's certain, you know, there's a, an agree to, agree to disagree type person and there's a, well, you're wrong, conversation over type person. And, and you know, the spectrums are there and where Kyle is. Kyle likes to think of himself as a, you know, there's an interchange of, of dialogue and ultimately he's trying to lead you on the right direction of which you're wrong and he's somewhere else. He's trying to take you and sometimes you gotta take you and leave you over there force <laughs> well yeah, yeah you know, it that way but he's just trying to help you see where he's coming from because he's right 
But he doesn't so did, that. He said he said that Kyle is a naturally curious person that he always researches. If he's curious about something, he researches it and he researches it. And then he if he's excited about something or into something, he tells you all about it. Even if you don't care, he still tells you. And if you have a different opinion, he's going to be like that's cool, but then continue to tell you about it. And, and basically try to tell you like why you're wrong and, and why your opinion should be different and pretty much argue into submission. Now, Nubia, Nubia was in the chat. She said she missed it. She's going to listen back. Chuck confirmed that he nailed Kyle. I think he nailed Kyle. Corbin thinks he nailed Kyle. Game over. If, if, Chuck, if Chuck says it and then Nubia says it, then game over. Like, I don't even need to say anything. Nubia, the word she has to listen back, or even listen to what Matt just said and respond because she hasn't gotten that part yet. But I mean, I didn't see a discrepancy there. Kyle's like, I don't know, I I disagree, and we're like, really? <laughs> I, don't know. I am an inquisitive person. Like, if you what you're saying doesn't make sense to me, and I'm not wrapping my head around it, I am I am on it. But then I again, am... he could have got that from listening to being in the show. What I'm talking about? Oh, we need a producer, and Kyle's fucking grilling me. Like, Why? <laughs> Why? Why? You know, but like that's what but I mean. Kyle, that. no. Kyle being Kyle, you he can listen to any show at any point, and any of the past like five years, however long you've been doing the show. You really Kyle think he went back and listened to our show? I don't I, think. I, he I'm, saying, no, no. I'm saying. I don't think he would have come. I think. I don't think he would have come on. I like Brian's <laughs> point. Of view. I'm saying this to disprove the theory because I'm saying if he had watched one, I I, did, I don't think he did either. He I think what he took what I was saying and how I was going about things, and he nailed it. And he nailed <laughs> it. Like, nailed it. Yeah. So he found like he he noticed the he was talking about the relationship stuff, and he could tell I didn't give a fuck. But I cared about points A, B, and C. I honed into points A, B, and C, yeah. and that's what I asked about. He gave you. He picked up on subtle things that he delivered. He know, that, and I think that's what happened. He noticed that I found A, B, and C intriguing. I didn't care about D, E, and F. You know. You know what? We I know took D, E, and F, and I just wiped it off the table, and I concentrated on just the few things that I liked and that I knew about and I inquisit and I went in and I talked to him about. I have a theory then. I have a theory. I don't I, care about his coaching advice. I didn't care about any of that stuff. Yeah. I cared about his psychic abilities. I cared about his paranormal visions. I cared about I cared about only the cool stuff. The medium stuff of what he was talking about. I didn't care about the life coach bullshit that he was saying. I wanted to know how he talks to spirits is there an interpreter? Is there, like, like how does he see it? Like, I, I want to hear more about Corbin's dream journal. Right, dream <laughs> journals are tight. I wish I could. Yeah. I wish I could do a dream journal. Those help you get to lucid dreaming states. Yeah, I've been having a lot of weird dreams since my grandma passed. I don't need a dream journal. I remember my dreams so. You're so awesome, Kyle. I'm trying to live up to that, man. It's I awesome. don't either. I only remember. I never get the REM sleep. Huh. I never get to REM sleep, so I can never. Oh, I get, and, and I get, I feel like a repetitive nature. Like the last night that I was with her, over and over. It took me about three minutes to get to REM sleep. Oh, yeah. It, it treats me out. So I decided to write a dream journal. I also have one that I wrote my five year plan of where do I want to be and a lot of things that I feel I'm putting my hand in that I'm not really finding joy or satisfaction out of, but so, I'm doing it just because of, okay. My oh. sister just messaged me. She said he made obvious observations about your mannerisms and your actions. He did not actually read you. 
That's so an that is reading you. That, that that's kind of that's kind of what that is though. But that's interesting yeah. opinion. I'm never not going to like that. he didn't like like he didn't get this. Somebody from the other realm didn't say like, "Hey, Kyle well, is a if, fucking." He doesn't care what you think. His opinion is his opinion. You know what I mean? Like, well, he, what I mean, do you want him to do? Come on here and be like, Kyle's a fucking asshole. Yeah, or, Fuck or that Kyle guy. How fucking cool would that have been? <laughs> the spirits tell me that you're a fucking cocksucker. How fucking cool would that have been? Oh my God. I got a message from the other side. No, you're I'm fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but like, I feel well, a message coming through. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> like how cool would that be you know what the spirits tell me you're a fucking cocksucker like that'd be awesome he's like I'm, yeah but i'm getting a spiritual sign i'm gonna write it down and tell me if you're right and you write it down hold oh. a piece of paper just says oh. fuck you well here's the thing Chuck used to do that he used to have a what the fuck the crowd talking about in his sleep nubia does it too she wakes me up and she goes you know what the fuck you were talking about in your sleep and i'm like no She's like, this is what you were saying. And I'm like, no way. My mom used to do it too. I used to get up and be like, I used to tell her like recipes for apple pie and dumb yep. shit like that. I'd do the same thing, brother. My mom would be like, you had a full conversation with me. You walked out of bed, had a full conversation with me, and you were sleeping. Yeah, that's, that's how I am too. I, I talk about work a lot in my sleep. I'm going to get this out. Well, I don't work. I feel that. You talk about the perfect blunt you rolled. All the time. No, that's the shirt, my mustache. But next time he's on, there's two ways of figuring out. One, hey, neg. You just said. I'm gonna tell y'all. Since Scott was, <laughs> you're wrong. I'm out. <laughs> Boom. If there were, who knows, a second book, whatever. Maybe Kyle could like not fix. I don't want to paint this in a negative way, but some of those attributes work on. And then have him give a second reading to see what he's getting from now. You know what I mean? Or if he was on a second time, Kyle could ask what's one thing that he knows that only Kyle could answer. Because a lot of things, I'm sure. You know what I mean? I I thought it was a pretty good reading, though. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I was like, like he at first I was, hmm, but as he kept going, I was like, oh, he is. We're 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 there. Like I thought you would have went for it, Corbin. I thought you would have went full on for it. So what's funny, I'm just going to share about psychics in general. I, like I said, I have a really weird thing about, like, I, it I is, want it's very opinion. weird. It's very weird. I, I understand. I want people's opinions stuff, but I don't want to know what's going on. And people like delving into me, I feel like they would know, like, I'm very anti-final destination type thing. And in my head, every time I get psychics, that's the perception I have. So it was interesting to learn about him, but also you like. I only made you know, it 110 minutes in, Kyle. Yeah. But that was, that was interesting. He was a cool. He was a cool dude, and he nailed it. Fucking nailed mm -hmm. it. Yeah, he nailed. It. nailed it. He was awesome. That was one of the best readings I've I've seen, and I, I've only yeah, seen. Yeah, but it, it, it's not hard to get that I'm an overbearing prick. It, well, that's, no, that's but you you don't perceive yourself that way because you perceive yourself a different way. Like exactly. So I, it would but be I know hard. It, but I know I am. I just can't control it. I know I'm an overbearing prick. But like, I get some of it. But where in that? would he have got the feeling that you're an overbearing prick? Where in that would he have got the, the fact that like, you're willing to argue something to the point it of matter what he submission? Was talking about, I, had a, I had an agenda, and I brought that agenda into our conversation. Well, here's what's funny. So this is what I make. I mean, you're a lot better about that. I don't, I'm not going to go into this, darn. But, like, let's say, remember we were having our own private talk, right? A lot of the descriptions that we were talking about each other, that you were talking about, one, I actually saw in you, too. So it was weird in terms of 
the reflection of like how we but see it's ourselves. Like this, it's like this how though. We see others. So I, when you uh, read a horoscope in the morning, so like, so you know, you wake up bright and early at say, you know, seven fifteen a.m. At seven twenty six, you read your horoscope. Like I'm a Gemini today. Super vague shit's gonna happen. You spend the rest of the day con trying to connect these dots. And I think so when he, you know, and don't get me wrong, he might, you know, he might have nailed it. But so what happens is, is he says these vague things, you connect the dots. And you're so you're finding, okay, he's right. Kyle does this, Kyle has done that once, Kyle has done that. Everybody has their story now. But you do it more than once. But okay, I could say so if he would have said something something close to that about Corbin, I would have said, You're right, Gotham Bad Gaslight, Star Wars, Star Wars, Stars. Like I could have got all I could have taken those exact things and I could have pegged it to Corbin. I could have done it to you. Okay. Joker so movie. Here's like, what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. Yeah. Right. Okay. To prove whether he is real or whether his skills are legit. Or not. It is. We all heard him right. We all heard him his prediction for me, right? What did, okay, what did you say to Corbin though? I think I missed that too. Yeah, I didn't hold tell on. me the give me give me short and sweet predictions he gave for the rest of you guys. You, you you didn't miss it because I kept it real general and so his answers were real general. Like what do I need to do? He did more life coach of Corbin. There was I didn't do anything specific. You know what I mean? I yeah. think he went specific with you. Um he went specific with Kyle, he went specific with Matt, but for me it was like what do I need to do to change things? I specifically didn't ask was I gonna meet anyone. I specifically didn't ask, you know, what that person's gonna be like. I didn't want direct answers. I I, I kinda I went, was, I I went for the jugular. I, I was kinda nervous about it. So he gave me general like being more positive, not the same things Kyle heard, not um looking at to what I can't get but what I can that normal life coach things, which I know. So that was me. I'm off the table. Then it was just Matt and Kyle. Corbin's off the table. Because all, all I said is, I th I can't even remember. I said, you've done Matt. You've you've read Corbin. What, what do, you, do you, you see when you see Kyle? Yeah. That's what. That's all I asked. Fucking nailed you. Yeah, it was pretty good. But it's not hard because he nailed like, you like your prom date in high school, bro. But like, here's hard, the problem. fast, and to the point. Is it is it is it the psychic's fault that it's not hard to know who you are? Is his job to tell people who no. they are? No, it's his job easy. to read you. It's so I, it's, it's like some people read books and some people read books. He read you. However, my, he problem, my always problem is my heart is on my sleeve. I am a very easy person to read. You know when I'm mad. You know when I'm sad. You know when I have a point to make. Like the, I don't hide any emotion that I have. It, it, I don't suppress it. I don't act like it's not happening. My everything is on my sleeve. Everybody can read me like a book, and it's one of my fatal flaws as a person. I'm very easy to read. I cannot. I'm not a poker guy, mm. and it's just the way I am. I don't see anything wrong with that. No, um, and I, when, I when you're honest, when you're good. honest all the time, and you you're like that, you don't have to remember any lies. So, I I feel the way I feel at that moment. It it might change, but like I wear my I've always worn my heart on my sleeve, and there's just nothing I can do about it. Okay, but like here's the thing, I I, I think that's I think the only difference in that because you wearing your sleeve, I don't have a poker face. I'm pretty open. You, it's that your opinion. Like I do it too, up to a point. 
is that you you have a big you have a big heart, your heart's on your sleeve, you have a very strong opinion, and you are compelled, like you can't stop yourself from pushing you, that. You're telling me I have no self-control. Well, listen, I'm not saying it at all, Kyle. No. But like in terms of in terms of you are gonna make sure that they get your opinion and, and steer the right way. I do up to a point and then I'm like, okay, if it's certain things, I'm I will pass. If not, I will say, hey, we'll agree disagree because we're not gonna That is it. one but problem that, that I have. I can't read people like I just disregard the way that they like if they zone out and shit, I just disregard all that. And that's something I'm actually like working on as a person. Yeah, it's called it's like getting the, getting older, becoming a you it's know. It's like the face that Brian makes; it made me stop. So, like I said, it is July thirty first, twenty twenty. All right, I will give it one year. July thirty first. We're gonna meet your snag twenty twenty one. Yeah, if, five children. If I haven't, yet, if I haven't met her yet, we'll know. So, so what did he say? Is gonna ride a motorcycle. And he's going to be hugging her from behind. And if the bitch fell off, it's actually Matt. Yeah. If you could read that, what he said? No. So I asked him if I was going to meet somebody and get married again and have kids. And he said that I'm going to meet someone who's rough around the edges. She's going to have tattoos. And when I meet her, she might be wearing something on her head, like a hat or a scarf. And And she's going to be kind of hard to read to like. No, it, it's going to be like she's going to be so rough around the edges that it it's going to be hard to but she's going to have a good heart and it's going to be hard for me to be like ooh, you know. And so but Kyle is so fugly. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, but in the mass of my point it's like I will update everyone now, every week. Now like, I'm looking for that though. Like, I was, now that that picture I'll, do, I'll forget about this by tomorrow. So now he's looking for a snaggletooth motorcycle nasty Not dick. even close. Not even close. I'm not looking for any snaggletooth motorcycle riding anything. <laughs> I will I will update every week. I'll be like, nope, not yet. Nope, not yet. Matt's psychic update of the week. I feel you. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Just fucking hating, Kyle. That's all right. I should have asked, do we see a, a popping in the future? <laughs> a what? All that popping do we see in the future? Oh, yeah, his mic. Oh, sorry, Corbin. I totally thought that was you, but I think it was him. It is I, him. Oh, it, everyone, everyone, no, you're fine. It's good. I, everyone was, I didn't even notice at first. Um, I knew the popping, but I knew it wasn't me. I was muted half the time. I had my throat. Been... <clears throat> so well, because there was times where I, would mute, where I would mute you, and it would stop. And I was like, yeah, it's fucking Corbin. Yeah. And that's oh, why I no. said something, but it was it was his connection. Yeah, I've been sitting on mute for the last like 30 minutes at one point. So I was he, like, I'm totally gonna like the the parts of the chat though that were killing me was Michael Stout. Oh, he just go through an earthquake when he like moved around and moved his camera all over the place. I, when but solo also, he was like, so when I'm jerking off, my mom can see me. I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Michael Stahl says when the biker bars open on Arizona, Matt can go find her. Nah. <laughs> Dude, every time I say ugly ass bitch on a motorcycle, I can be like, that might be Matt's future so-and-so. What was that uh, that bar up on there on 35th? The uh, Steel Horse Saloon just closed down, so you're not going there anytime soon. I'll go to Sage and Sand. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. That was, that was interesting. I'll go to Carly's yeah. Bistro. Also, was the cheering coming from him? No, that's Oops. Kyle's kid. Oh, that's okay. That was, that was Matt playing video games in the back. Oh, wow. I was, I was like, what's going on? Cool, cool. 
No, you'll have to come to where Newsies is in fucking Math yeah, Mouth. Where Newsies that's, is, yep. That's right. That's where you're going to meet your biker bitch. Probably. <laughs> I, and I'm just not into girls with tattoos. So that was interesting. What? But yeah, the heart, I, I just, the heart wants what the heart wants. It's gonna, yeah. just like he was saying though, it's gonna look past all of that. Yep, yeah, I know. And usually I don't. Like I'm not. I hope she has like a tribal stone on her forehead or something. <laughs> it's like this big fucking tattoo right here. I hope she's got. I hope she's got armpit hair, and then she's got a leg here and a leg here. <laughs> I like that. It doesn't really take a psychic to know you'll probably meet a girl with some kind of face coverings during a pandemic. <laughs> fucking nailed it. Case closed. Oh Dude, man. It'd be awesome to have a face mask on and a fucking and a tribal star oh, on her fucking, forehead. Fucking nailed that. Let's give that man a round of applause. It's my tribal stone. Let's give that person a round of applause because goddamn <laughs> fucking nailed it. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> Basically, it seems like the chat wasn't too enamored yeah. with. Grizzle Geeks says a lot of biker chicks have no teeth, so that's fun. She could nub you. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. Like I said, I, I was, and I told Kyle this ahead of time, I was intrigued by that because of the story of, of my mom. And, and all that's kind of intriguing because we still talk about that to this day. So it was intriguing to see what he said. And, and what story is that? What? I didn't. I didn't catch that story. Can you shorten uh, shorten it down? Basically, my mom? mom was told after my middle sister, she was told she couldn't have any more kids by a doctor. She said they told her it is medically you are medically unable to have any more kids. So she went to a psychic, an angel lady, with her sister, and she said, "I see you raising another kid." So like, and I was sixteen when this happened, fifteen, sixteen. So that whole time she was like. I'm not raising your goddamn kid, Matt. You better fucking wear a condom. Whoever you're hooking up with, you better fucking wear a condom. And I'm not raising your goddamn kid. A few years later, boom, she got pregnant with my little sister. And and that's the kid she was raising. Not mine. That one. I hope so. your, your future girlfriend wife has T-Rex arms. I do too. <laughs> I like that shirt, Kyle. What shirt is that? My Ray Gun shirt, dude. Yeah. Michael Stout, I hope she has Show, a camp Fuck all of you. Don't rain on my parade. I can't do push-ups. That's, that's so do, you guys want to see my, do you guys want to see my Wookiees cookies that I just that's, got? That's Kyle being combative right there because the first thing he had to do is be negative and shit all over somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I got my Turkish fucking Darth Maul variant in the mail today. Oh, you don't say. <laughs> So this is uh, from our Turkish buddies over in uh, Turkey Parallel Universe Comics. I had to sign for it. So I had to go to the goddamn post office and fucking get it. Uh, these guys are super, super second to none, and they've got a new variant out. It's a Hulk variant. And uh, I'm very happy that they sent me these. We've got um, – here we go. The regular 181 variant. Nice. The X23 variant. Even better. The Hulk versus Weapon X variant or Weapon whatever variant. Do the X23 still the best so far? Maestro versus Weapon X variant with Red Hulk in the background. Shit. And then I got. Killing it. I got. Um, 
some more Darth Darth Maul black covers. Nice. I got uh, another Darth Maul set. I think I just got that today. And uh, another set of. This is the regular. Oh, nice. It's the um, Turkish version of 181, and he did four nice. variants with it. Yeah. So big shout out to our homies over in Turkey, uh, Parallel Universe. This is how. So you did you have the sign for those two? What's that? So she just, he just uh, put up um, the Hulk ones uh, last week, I believe. But did you have to sign for it? No, I didn't have to sign for them. I wonder why mine was my. I had to sign for mine. Um, I had to go. I got a because you probably uh, argued with them and they didn't agree to disagree. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, dude. Always fucking right. Jesus Christ. Don't you fucking. <laughs> this is pretty interesting. He also sent me these. Check these out. So this is um, the Hulk variant, the, the sketch cover variant. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. It's just a piece of paper, right? Oh, shit. It's a blank and a blank. That's pretty dope. It's a blankety blank. So you don't get dirty fingerprints all over it like I just did right there. Well, that's what I was looking at my old guard number one. Mm-hmm. And there's a fucking goddamn fingerprint right in the middle of the white cover. Yep. Yep. I do not have fingerprints. Fingerprints kill. Do you want to run Red down uh, Hot 10 before you yes. get out of here, Brian? For sure. Brian's in it to the end of the show. All right. Let's see here. I've got till... Uh, what time is it? What time is it? 940. 940. I have got, I have got another 20 minutes before I have to leave, so perfect timing. Shout out to uh, Jesse James Comics, who is um, helping out uh, some friends tonight by um, letting them use his comic store to shoot a movie. So shout out to Jesse James Comics coming through no once again. To drive there. What's that? I am in no condition to drive there. I, I can see that. Um, <laughs> right. I didn't drink that much, though. Yeah, sure. It was only like uber all right oh that's been so hard to do anyway okay i'll stop but it's been hard it's been hard to find uber or lyft it's been hard for lyft it really has man it's like double the time yeah i'm gonna tell you okay real quick before we start um two days ago i busted my tires pretty bad like two of them slashed on some glass um driving from the park after one front run right fine it was like 11 at night all the towing companies were like all the 24 hours weren't open and like the two that were had ridiculous rates to get home. So I was like, you know, forget it. I got one to get home. I said, I'll do a lift the next couple of days, get paid next week. Mm-hmm. I'll fix the tires, whatever. Went on a lift yesterday. I got off work at four yesterday. Four, what was yesterday's Thursday? Had an early day yesterday. Got off at four. Fine. Mm-hmm. Set my lift. Driver's 15 minutes away. No problem. Driver gets about seven minutes away. Cancels. Okay. Next one. Two minutes away. Cancels like a second later. Okay. Next one, six minutes away. Cancels again. Fine. The next driver comes. Yeah. Says there. Yes. Says, oh, I can't find you. What the, where the library's at? Whatever. I send my address. No connection. I call them. They don't answer. I send a message. Fine. But then they put, they, I guess they overrided it because on Lyft it says that your driver says that they're here and you have three minutes before they cancel the ride and you're charged. Or you're, yep. I'm like, but I, I can't get charged when the driver's not here. So I reach back out to the driver, send the message. He reads it, but doesn't reply. I said, you're not here, sir. Like, I'm looking for you. You're not here. I'm not about to pay 20 bucks for a ride. That's fine. I call him again. He doesn't answer. 
I call the service line or whatever. And then finally, as I'm calling the service line, I get the ding that my driver has canceled the ride. Fine. Like, I don't even care. I'm just glad you're gone because you tried to lie and say you were there when you weren't. Fine. A minute later, I get an email from Lyft that says that I have a Lyft health violation. And I went, what? And apparently, I got tagged by the driver who we never saw each other for not wearing a mask or acting in health accordances for Lyft drivers. What a fuck but face. Exactly. We never saw each other, and I literally had a mask on. So, like, Do you know who the driver was? Let's call his ass out right on. Well, I, 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 well I remember being Robert. I don't, I don't know him. I literally was just connecting. I'm like, are you kidding? I'm like, what type of nonsense is that? And so now I'm worried. Like, I've never, like, Lyft sends violations. Am I going to get charged? Like, what does that mean? And apparently, I got a thing on my app that said it was just a warning. I'm like, that's still kind of crazy. Finally, my driver comes, and we had a language barrier. So I just was like, hey, just go home. Like, we didn't know, like, how to communicate effectively um, enough to have a good conversation so I could relay what happened. So you're saying but, his name probably really wasn't Rob? You don't need to have no, a good conversation. Just the, the guy who had an issue with his name was Robert. Oh. The next driver wasn't that. The thing was Victor. But the point being, you're right. Like, that whole scenario was like, what is going on with like that was a crazy experience not just with the lack of lift drivers and everything but these violations and such and bottom line i'm not using lift. <laughs> i'm looking at brian like fucking call him out right here fuck this guy yeah, call him right people now. like that dude i can't it, stand that shit man it was crazy i try to be shady yeah yeah and that's what it felt like to be honest with you but thanks guys for letting me talk <laughs> trying to work the system uh the golden age book this week is red seal comics number 20 um and uh this this a five point five uh, sold this week for eleven hundred dollars. The last known sale was in twenty thirteen, where an eight point five sold for only six sixty. So a five point five sold for eleven hundred. Um, crazy cover. I mean, look how crazy that cover is. It's like, why is he pulling her using a magnet to pull her from her grave? Is she made of metal? Mm, that is interesting. I like Mr. the Roboto. I like the red seal, and so that's pretty sick. Yeah, it, the color just is beautiful on it, and I love that. I love maybe that's the love way of trying to show like attraction. No, he's pulling her from her grave. Yeah, death. what do magnets do? That is the it, book. That it's I the death totally magnet. Is. Okay, it's the death it's magnet. Really I guess. Magnet. Yeah. Um. All right. Uh. Let's see here. Uh. Next book is Grit. Uh. From Scout Comics. Um. This is. Uh, uh, Scout Comics is doing great stuff. This is a book about a guy taking out trolls, I guess. Um, I'm not too sure, but uh, another Scout comic that Ben Ben writes another Scout comic that is selling well just after release, five to ten to fifteen dollars just after release. But there does seem to be seem to be more copies available than it eats what feeds it, which was on the list last week, I believe. Um, and that one has stayed below ten dollars. So, uh. Just a nice little honorable mention from Scout Comics, who's doing dope-ass shit. So, I like Scout Comics. Um, number 10 this week is the Captain Marvel number 18. This is um, the first appearance of Lori L., which I believe is Captain Marvel's half-sister. Um, so, it's selling for 10 to 15 out the box, and there's going to probably be second and third prints of it. And you know what second and third prints are doing right now. They're going through the roof. So if you guys got any second or third prints of books right now, uh, we can talk about that later. But some second and third prints are just ungodly, the, the amount of money they're getting. And you'll see that on this list. Um, 
Number nine is Batman from the Snyder Run, number 28. And uh, this um, was a $5 book last week. The Tinian stated he was bringing back Bluebird. Um, and this is her first appearance. So there is a combo pack variant. And I believe there is a steampunk variant of this too that you probably want to be on the lookout for. Let's see here. Number eight, Strange Academy number one, the Umberto Ramos 1 in 25 variant. Um, all covers of this book are still selling well. This one in particular has jumped from uh, 75 to 85 to 125 plus this week. So yeah, this, this book has got a lot of hype on it, but it's got a lot of room to build. So this will be a hopefully, Campbell cover. Is there a J. Scott Campbell? To Strange Academy one? Yeah. Yeah. I like the I like this one better than most of the ones I've seen. Um, I don't think I've seen the J. Scott Campbell one, but I like a couple characters in here. I really like the kid Dormammu character. Uh, I really like that character. Um, I don't know much about him, but it's cool. It's a cool idea for a character. This is a, a beautiful book, and uh, I didn't I, I, because I don't pick up new books anymore. I didn't pick this one up. This is Jenny Frisson Beauty Number One, the Jenny Frisson variant. And uh, this is not a brand uh, new book, though. This is uh, two weeks ago. This was a fifteen to twenty dollar book, and now it's selling for forty five to sixty. So this book is was out what a couple months ago, I guess. Years. No. Number one. Yeah, no be way. beauty. Beauty's been out. That's years, years old. Yeah. Let's look that up. Hold on. Because I have yeah. the first issue. I don't have that cover, I do but I have the first issue of it. I yeah. It. it Beauty number one came out years ago because we did comic reviews on it. Mm -hmm. Unless they've rebooted it and they've started it over for number one. But Beauty number one has been out for at least 2016, 17. Yeah, you're right. 2015, it looks like. Yeah. No, 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 no. Hold on. Because me and... Jose, me, Jose, and Matt all bought Beauty. We okay. all got into that together. Okay. Well, it's it's selling for uh, a grip of money now. This is a, a Frizzling copy that I never got. It's a crazy concept, though. Yeah, it is a good concept. Oh, I, I don't know. It's an okay concept. Something about where they have makeup that turns them into zombies or something. Uh-uh. It's, it's you're in, you, you take this, you, you, like, inject yourself. You take this thing, and it keeps Beauty, but there's a cost to it. And you can only have it for so long. It's a, well, it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool concept. This is a sixty-dollar book now, so if you have one, sell it or uh, keep it, whatever. But it's a beautiful cover. <laughs> As I push my opinion. Yeah. Uh, number six is another uh, uh, variant from Peach Momoko. This book was on the list last week with all the SDCC stuff. Um, we were thinking that some of those books were just going to start dropping like rocks, but this one gained another $50. It's a $150 to $200 book right now. Um, For Spider-Man, that is garbage. The what? The Spider-Man one. Oh, yeah. her When she does uh, hero it's, covers, they're they're terrible. She just has – he just – like she gave Spider-Man this long neck. Yeah, they're saying she can't draw necks. It, yeah, because it's like – so like she's like the female were, version of Rob Liefeld. Exactly. Feet, but yeah, because like her neck with Spider-Man, it's like, I guess if you looked at it in reality, it'd be like a 14-inch long neck. 
yeah. like it sticks out like almost like a giraffe type of thing. It's or really that other weird. one where he's going down web shooting and it looks like the web's coming out of his ass. Yeah. Um, I mean, in all actuality, that's a little. That's kind of truthful. Yeah. That is where way, the to, way to push at. your opinion on me, Kyle. Thank you. Number five is uh, Invincible. Number one. Uh, God damn, I hate this book because I'll never own one. Dudes, Brian. Yeah. Um, this is selling for ridiculous money. I think sixteen hundred and thirty-five dollars is one what sold for last week. It's just because it's going to be a show now, right? It, no, this book has always been very hard to come by. It's been yeah. all, from yeah, but from, I mean um, recent spike. It's it's not a recent spike. So this was thirteen hundred dollars a couple months ago. Um, it was you know in twenty sixteen a nine point eight sold for fifteen forty five, uh, and now it's sixteen thirty five. So it it stays around you know the the thirteen hundred to fifteen hundred dollar range. But you're right, Kyle. There is I think two shows on the horizon, isn't there? There's they're talking about a live action, but there is a animation coming. So there might be a live action coming. Most of the voices for Invincible are Walking Dead, ex-Walking Dead cast members. Every, of course. Why every one of that be? show are ex-Walking Dead yeah. cast yeah. members. Yeah. Well, the, the voices. The voice the voice yeah. actors. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, this book is super hard to find. There wasn't very many copies of it to begin with. Uh, this was like... Before people were talking about Walking Dead, this is the book when you talked about Robert Kirkman that you talked about this book. And this book has always had a following. It's always been probably in my in my opinion, this has been his best written work. Unless and, unless you were in the know, because the real uh, to use a Corbin, the real Robert Kirkman fans know that Battle Pope, real ones now, was the, the book to start talking about. And Amen. those who don't think so, we can agree to disagree. Amen. Amen. On to the if second you disagree, three. I'll sit Kyle on you to tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> Spider-Gwen number one, the third print. Here's a perfect oh, example. Um, this book is selling for 180 bucks, I think, raw right now. Uh, it's the third print of not even her first appearance. By the way, her first appearance is selling for like $1,600 and 9.8. I have one. Uh, yeah, you need to sell it. Um, or hold on to it. Uh, this week, thank uh, you for being so definitive. Yeah. yeah, you know, one hundred and fifty dollars plus for this book, but it is a third print. It's hard to find. There's very few copies of it released. Um, the reason you know it's a third print is because it says third printing on it, but also the green. Uh, yeah. it, it's usually a blue cover, I think. Uh, or the second print's blue, and the I I can't remember. Anyways, I want to say what is the red. first print going for? Uh, not this much. That's for sure. Is it because there are so many of that first print? Yeah. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, shout out to the uh, Ben from Go Hi, Collect. Um, there was just a new – there's a new show coming on Flipside Channel called Modern Playbook, and two new episodes have been released. And one of the episodes they is Ben from Go Collect talking about these type of books, these late printings. And this is – I think the reason why this book is shot up is because of that video um, that – they put out that video uh, last a uh, couple, three, four days ago, and now they're, they're, these are selling for 150 plus, 140 plus on eBay. So that's crazy. Yeah, um, there's a lot of crazy second prints. Uh, there's also the second print to Marvel Point One, which is the first appearance of Kamala Khan. That's selling for like nine hundred dollars. Um, 
you know, the third print to that Venom book with the with the null appearance is selling for like, you know, eight grand in 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 9.8. It's just crazy. Second and third, fourth printings used to be the dollar bin fodder. Now they're and rightfully so, in my opinion, because there's less of them, obviously. And especially when you do a change to the cover where you have a different cover, you have a different color background, you have a, you know, like an interior panel cover or something that makes the book more um, wanted and uh, they're no longer, you know, dollar bin fodder. So it, when we were collecting growing up, second and third printings, like nobody wanted them. You only wanted first printings, but it, that's still ingrained in my mind. Well, it, like, recently it, it hasn't been, but like, like, you know, when I got back into comics and stuff, it was first print, first print, first print. Now it's like, Ooh, I wouldn't mind having that third print or that fifth print. Yeah, yeah. Um, just keep your eyes out. Uh, Thor number five. This book is going crazy. Um, it's Everybody's gonna... kid wants that because all of a sudden they've been into Thor. And and this is basically we talked about this when this book first popped up. Uh, how this series and when the series first popped up, how it's really um, similar to um, Immortal Hulk. And Thanos, when when Donny Cates is writing Thanos, it it's been the 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 excitement has created been created organically. It's grown with the book rather than just being an issue. People were talking about how well this book was written, you know, issue one, issue two, yeah. and issue five is just going crazy. Um, the uh, it was about a forty dollar book raw last week, and now it's up to eighty to hundred dollars raw. I'm putting mine up and, tonight. And all run up. The variant is selling for ungodly amounts. So if you have the uh, Ribic variant, make sure you make sure you guys you know throw that in there. But that's just not the crazy part. Here's the crazy part. Number two is selling for a hundred dollars raw also, and it's number or it's number two on our list this week. Floor number two. This is what a lot of people are saying is the cameo of Black Winter, and it also has a, a Strange Academy preview in it. Uh, there's also a beautiful variant for this, but this book is also selling for $100 raw right now. So throw this book up if you got it. And this is a great story. I mean, we, we talked about the storyline when it first came out on the show about how cool it was. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Donny Cates, but uh, you can't you can't say he's doing things wrong. I mean, nope. he's bringing excitement. Yeah. Except that Comic-Con segment. Yeah. And number one is... Uh, Raphael, the the uh, one shot. Yeah, this thing is going crazy. Um, Nine point sixes are going for six fifty, where they were about three hundred at the beginning of the year. Nine point fours are selling. Nine point fours are selling for four hundred when they were about two fifty at the beginning of the year. Record high sales uh, last week. Also, a record high nine point eight sold for this week at sixteen hundred dollars. Um, turtle keys are hot and this is definitely qualifies as a key being the first Casey Jones, but it's super hard to get in high grade as it's a bigger, if you guys remember, it's a magazine sized book, a uh, black cover that is super hard to get in high grade, but for $1,600 and a 9.8 sold for this week is crazy. Um, I got mine from John for a dollar. Yep. This used to be in, in comic stores. You could find this in, in bins all the time in comic stores. I bought, um, I bought that when I bought all my turtle books from John. Yeah. Oh, wow. Do you think it's the the last Ronin stuff that's driving all this turtle craze? I think people just love turtles. I think I he think... is the last Ronin. Raphael is the last Ronin. 
It's oh. it, it has not been confirmed yet who it is. Well, I well, think it's. Didn't they also talk about him in this in that Christmas book? That's Michelangelo. Um, is it Michelangelo? It's not. No, the, Michelangelo is in the Christmas book, but not the last Ronin part. So I I think that Michelangelo is going to be the last Ronin. I think Michael because I think Raphael is too too obvious. Leonardo Leonardo would make sense because he's a leader, but I think Michelangelo would be the better story. I will show you this since we're talking about it. Um, the I think we talked about the news that in that Christmas variant uh, that they talk about the last Ronin in that. Mm -hmm. A lot of people didn't know that. But uh, they definitely talk about the last Ronin in that, and they show a picture of him and everything. But here's a crazy part. So um, over in comicbookinvest.com, um, if you go to the True First section, which is written by Topher, uh, he found a book, this book, uh, which I think I sold probably 10 of them to Chad last week, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Adventures number 7. And um, in this book, there's an actual picture where the, this cow in this book takes them to a vision of the future. And supposedly that's the, the last Ronin future. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, but that's just speculation. That's just reaching it's speculation. It's all speculation. Yeah, it's okay. all speculation. All of it's speculation. But it makes sense because this is the book that's bringing Laird and Eastman back together. So they were probably talking about doing it last then. They put it in two books, it looks like. The idea of it in two books. Well, um, yeah, because it's my understanding that they've been working on this for years. Since, like, the early days of Turtles. Yeah. Yeah, the so. Christmas special was the early days of Turtles. So. Yeah. I believe it. As but a matter I, of fact. I like how they're keeping you guessing because they haven't given you a definitive shot of the last Ronin yet. He's the the cover. He's got all their weapons. He's, I think it's going to be someone existing. I don't think they'd bring someone brand new just to make. No, that. no, no, no. Absolutely not. It's but it's going to be one of them. One like, of the original. They they've you got twenty five percent chance. They've got a cover where like I it's the last Ronin character busting out of Donatello's grave. They, you know they they've got different covers that are playing around with it. So this is the book that I was talking about. This is that Michelangelo uh, mm -hmm. Christmas special. Um, this is the one where they show, um, I'm sure you guys have seen the pictures. You can go find them. There's pictures of the panels, uh, where it shows the last Ronin and, and, you know, the timeline and all that stuff. So go check this out. It's a tough book to find. There is a 9.8 available on eBay for an ungodly price. And, um, I think I know whose that is. I upped it by $500 when the news came out. Oh, wow. <laughs> Why not, right? Make I, listen. I'm not pumping a dump, and I had no idea about it. But I, I all of a sudden, I get like five offers for a hundred bucks on the thing. I'm like, why the hell is people offering so much? Well, not so much. I had it up there for like five seventy five, and they're offering a hundred. And I'm like, why are people all of a sudden offering on this? And sure enough, I looked it up, and that's why. Um, so you made it a thousand. I put it up for like nine something. It's signed and sketched, and it's a nine point eight. Beautiful copy. So, and and that's the reason I bought this wow. one because. I bought this one because I was like, you know what? I'm probably going to end up selling that one. And I really like this book. And I really like the fact that this is when, remember, Kyle, that we got we got pissed at the um, um, amazing Comic-Con guys. And they're like, we're so sorry. Let me give you some free tickets. And they, we uh -huh. got books signed by Eastman. So that's the only reason why I bought this one, because it's also signed and sketched. 
And my other one signed in sketch and I really like that book. So I said, well, if I'm going to finally sell that book, I, I probably need to buy one. And uh, this thing's in beautiful condition and I got it for super cheap. So yeah. you should give it away on the show right now. Well, uh, no, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not mighty Mel V. I mighty Mel V is giving away, I think $2,000 in books over the last three weeks. It's insane. Uh, yeah. It's fucking nuts. And Big shout out if you guys aren't watching Mighty Mel V. Big shout out to Mighty Mel V YouTube channel. The guy is trying to bring something back in the comic community that is sorely needed, and that is community aspect and and you know pay it forward. Totally and, jump over there when you're done here. Yeah, as done. Matter, a matter of fact, you, if you guys want to go jump on, he's going to be um, filming tonight. So you know, go let him know you're 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 in the chat, and he'll most likely say come on the show. So that's just how drunken chat son is. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, well, I might have to do that because it'll be pretty fun to be on. A... Yeah, it's it's crazy, man. It's nuts. So, um, but you never know with these with some of these books, and and like Matt said, it is speculation. So, everything is speculation in this game nowadays. I have that book, hundred bucks solo. <laughs> <laughs> but. Have you guys gotten anything this week? Anything interesting? I got, the, I got the, uh, like I said, I got the Turkish variant. It's in my car. I haven't gotten it out yet since I had to go stand in the goddamn line for the fucking. Since it was registered mail to sign for, I had to stand in line at the fucking mail for it. He was kind of cool. Like, it was weird because like the dude, the dude from Turkey, kind of like he messaged me and he's like, "Hey, I just got a message that." you weren't home or the, the message was really weird how he worded it. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Here, let me see. Let me bring it up. He said, hello, my friend. You uh, were not home when they rang your bell. Something like something actually like that. Um, I left you a nice shot of my junk on your camera. <laughs> he said, uh, your tracking notification said they couldn't find your home. Just wanted to give you a heads up in case you didn't see any notice. And I was like, "What the fuck do you mean they couldn't find my home?" Yeah, that's weird. I was like, "I was like, what does that mean?" And then I went out to my mailbox and I was like, "Oh, uh, no problem. Okay, I understand. They just they didn't come to my door. They just left a notice." And then he was like. I guess courier companies are the same all over the world. He's a really good guy. They, they yeah, they, he was. They awesome. contact you. Um, uh, big shout out to Parallel Universe. But I was uh, like, what the fuck does he mean? He can't find my home. Yeah. You trying to say I have no home? Get in your home. Big shout out to Chuck. Uh, uh, Chuck, how do you guys put on socks? How do you guys put on socks? Do you guys go? Sock, sock, then shoe, shoe, or do you go sock, shoe, sock, shoe? Sock, sock shoe, sock, sock, shoe. No, sock, 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 shoe, sock, shoe, shoe, shoe. I go sock, sock, shoe, sock, shoe, shoe. And then Chuck's like, Chuck said the same thing you did, Kyle. He's like, dude, my my socks never touch the ground. I was like, you know, that's pretty smart. But then I'm like, who fucking cares? I go sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Also, why the yeah. fuck would you put both socks on? It's like, I don't know. It's weird. We I got another one for you. I do something else. <laughs> I put my belt on before I put my shorts or pants on. I, I've done that a couple times. I usually do the opposite, but I've done that a couple times. I do times. not do that. 
And, you know, everyone's different. That's awesome. Everybody's different, brother. <laughs> the belt goes on, or the, the, the pants go on, and then the belt goes on. It can work that way for sure. Because if I put the belt on, that's extra work. I don't know. It just seems weird. I'm going to, it's like threading the needle before you need to do it. I don't know. I feel you. But sock shoe, sock shoe. Why would you put both socks on and then, I guess it's it's the same either way. What the fuck? Look, look at you. You grow it. Look at that. Dude, the psychic has helped me, man. Artie I am, I'm thinking outside of my box. Artie will be proud. Exactly. Look, at, I'm, I'm telling you. This is, a te- this is a learning moment. I'm happy for it. I'm kidding. Growing as a person. But I'm also hungry. So. <laughs> oh, man. All right, then. That's weird, though. I never actually thought about that. I only thought about it when Trump brought it up. I put your sock on, then I put my shoe on, then I put my sock on, then I put my shoe on. Life skills. Left foot or right foot first, yeah. Right foot, left foot. I do right foot, right foot, left, left, right foot, right shoe, left foot, left shoe. Let me ask you this. Do you untie your shoes or do you just slip them on and off? Fuck tying and untying. That's yeah, fucking Yeah, slip them on and off. Yep, same. <laughs> stupid. All these stupid people tie their shoes. Well, it depends. What are you doing? Are you going hiking? Then you got to tie them. Right? Yeah. If you're going hiking, you got to tie them. I'm sure most people do, but I'm lazy and I just like to put my shoes on. And I like to slip my shoes off. Yeah. That's it. Fuck all the other shit. All right. What's the easiest way to do this? All right, gents. I will talk to you uh, later. and uh, Enjoy filming your movie, sir. All right, guys. Take care. Hit me up tomorrow so I can bring it. Never mind. Corbin, your mic's Look way off. up there. Nobody sh- can hear you. Other shit's more important. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I got it. I'm, 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 I'm sorry. I got one foot right, off the let's, door. Let's I'm finish good. the show up, though. But, um... So uh, let's go Comic-Con from home, massive failure. Of course. We knew that, know. or I knew that. See, this is another where the psychic right. was right. You're right. I said it was going to be a failure. Nobody else thought it was. You brought and that now, negative energy. And, and now I'm right. So negative your, biggest, your, your two biggest panels of Comic-Con from home were uh, Vikings New and New Mutants. And then there was a massive fall off on views, and it was followed by the walking dead panels and that was it it was just like we were talking about though we ju- you just when you're at comic-con there's this feeling there's this vibe there's this excitement and you didn't get that sitting at home in your living room because there's just something about being at comic-con that's just that's just so much fun and you didn't get that at comic-con at home and that was what was one of the things you said that comic-con from home was a true <laughs> was a true success for the old school comic book fan who liked to go to conventions just for old school panels, but for the new school fan that likes to go for camaraderie, seeing cosplay, and taking advantage of the full con experience, it was a massive failure. I agree. I, I don't I think even they think did that the it was the best that they could with the situation, but when Marvel, DC, and others pull out, that kind of makes it hard when <laughs> they're the big two in comics. <laughs> Pulling out. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but that, honestly, I mean, they already had the odds stacked against them. I am glad that they tried. It didn't work out, but I think a lot of that also came with a lot of the big pounds that they're going to have. Everyone's going to do independently, which I think is the bigger story because it weakens the overall product in general. 
Uh, there's not enough Marvel news for a whole Marvel con. They're great in segments as part of the show. Same with DC, and we'll see that this year. But I think that when you have those two out and everything else is, is on virtual, San Diego was already at a disadvantage. It didn't help that they had everything um, pre-recorded with a little fan interaction or they didn't ask for fan interaction first and then you know answer the questions. They could have done something better there, but they were already starting behind the eight ball, so I'm not going to give them total just rake over the Colts. A lot of the problem, too, was there wasn't a lot of news coming out. Usually there's there's huge movie announcements. There's yep. huge panels going on. And if they would have had these panels with like, you know, like when they do the Star Wars panels where everybody's up there, that might have been a little bit different, but they didn't have those blockbuster Hall H a crazy excitement. They didn't do that. Maybe if they would have done those Hall H things, maybe as uh, there we would have been more excited, but we didn't get that. They didn't no. give us that. We did. We got the we got the new mutants trailer, but we didn't get those cool panels that that Hall H brings us. Like you, you know, we didn't get the the whole orchestra playing Star Wars music and screwing Kevin Smith. We were there you know for I mean? that. <laughs> yeah, but we but you didn't get that at home, and I think that's that's where the lackluster is of of, of Comic Con. For sure. announcement announcement wise, it didn't really like we got a we got a a bland uh, non-descriptive Donny Cates. We didn't get this cool panel that we would have gotten at comic-con yeah i mean you got you got your bill and ted tr stuff you got you know vikings you got the normal comic-con stuff but you're right there wasn't it wasn't the same even like Con kevin smith's panel wasn't i think it's getting overrated because before when they would have done when they would have done bill and ted you know, Keanu Reeves would have been there. Everybody would have been there, and it would have been this big drop, but it wasn't that. You're seeing them in person, and it's it's bigger because you're seeing them in person rather on your computer screen like you normally do. Yeah, it just it didn't have that same it didn't have the same vibe. Yeah, I, I feel it 100. percent Um, oh, go ahead. I was just saying, there's like I said before, there's just something cool about seeing that leaked footage of everybody sitting up on on a stage yeah, yeah but i mean on the map that's what i'm saying they were behind the a ball from that where they're not gonna do just nothing at all they couldn't do it so yeah. they had no choice you know what i mean i get you though you're right they could have made it better but like they worked well if they had it just didn't work out. they didn't have the full cast of bill and ted up there talking about it i mean that's true and for some of that i don't know if that was whether they you know getting time or whatever the case may be but i don't know how much to put on them on that but i agree with you completely like Bottom line, it just it, it, it didn't come up to stuff. I wasn't over. I was excited because I, I I'm glad they had something. You know what I mean? Like we wanted something. I'd rather have had something to talk about, something to have. The problem is that it just wasn't as much as we were expecting. But you know, it. I don't know. Hopefully they do it next year and and just make improvements. I, I want them to take that stance on it. Then the ladder of oh it sucks. We'll never do this again because there's like an actual way to improve upon it. Like it didn't work out. Is is Holly should be live. Like the people who get to go in there and watch it get to watch it, but we get to see it live. Like then you get that feeling because they're sitting up there, and or or bring it out twenty minutes later or an hour later or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you get the filmed experience of it. But you know, you get the applauding and you get the the woohoo's and you get the the excitement and you just you just didn't get that. I feel that. Uh, it's 
as official as it can be without being official. Haley Steinfeld Steinfeld is going to officially be announced as K Bishop for the Hawkeye series. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Start all that again and say it the way you just said it. It's officially, unofficially, officially, yes, dude, officially what? It has not been officially announced, but there are sites that are saying it's official. So it's like that, you know, the whole Robert Pattinson thing. He's Batman. He's not Batman. He might be Batman. No, he's Batman. So it's like one site saying it's official. Another site saying that she's the front runner. It's not official yet. She hasn't signed a contract. And then another site is saying that it's as official as it can be without being putting pen to paper. So it's not as official as a referee's whistle. Right. Correct. There you go. She's going to play um, the Kate Bishop Hawkeye. So that's cool. Um, it was announced that Kevin Smith is going to be making an animated Green Hornet movie based off of the Kato's daughter. So it's going to be like the next generation type thing. I'm more excited about his horror movie. Oh, um, Kill, Killjoy was here, I think it is called. Yeah, dude. I think it looks like, like shit. I'm but, a huge Kevin Smith fan, and I think it looks like shit. But, I, but like I said in the chat that we were talking about it, I think what it's doing is it's capturing that B-movie, that B-horror movie awesomeness. Absolutely. And I, think that's, and I think that's, like, if you are not a fan of, like, B-horror movies, yes, it looks like garbage. But if you're a fan of the Toxic Avenger and Army of Darkness and Killer Clowns from Outer Space and all, you know, Leprechaun, these cheesy B-movies, like... It doesn't look cool, but to me, when I was watching it, like I was like, okay, it has the awesome, cheesy, old school B horror movie vibe to it. And I think that's what makes it awesome, and I think that's what people might be missing. There's a there's a shot in the trailer where he like cuts or he cuts someone's head off, and it looks awesome. so bad <laughs> that that's but what that's took me out of it. The awesomeness of it, I guess. But like that's the awesomeness of those old B horror movies. Is is the 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 cheesiness of it though? Like, yes, you're not getting these great special effects, but you're getting this old school like extra blood, cheesy looking cutoff. Like that's awesome. Like to me, that's awesome. Yeah. Like. I mean, like, like Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Awesome. Like, I love, it. like, the Toxic Avenger. Did you guys like the Toxic Avenger? Yeah. yeah. But that's, like, B-horror movie written all over. That's the same cheesiness of, like, that scene. I think what happens is, is, like, you may have, like, this higher expectation of what you want from Kevin Smith. Just like the psychic would say. You have this expectation, and it's killing it. But if it's Kevin just... Smith. Is there anything? Is there really a such thing as expectation when you put it next to his name? I think, but I think he went exactly for the awesome, cheesy horror movie, and I think he he played around with it, with the fucking um, what was it? The what the other one with his daughter in it, where she was at the convenience Yoga store. Yoga hosers. I think he 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 had a vibe for it in yoga hosers. You've seen aspects of it, but I think he went eighties cheese. I think he's like I think that's what he was going for. I could be wrong, but that's no, I what think it's I a hunt. Well, that's what he said. It's like he when he during his panel, he was like, "I wanted to shoot it like it's one of those Saturday night 
late night horror films. And that's exactly so that's what, what to me, that's when it made it. I was yeah. like, holy fuck, this thing is going to be so awesome because of that. Yeah. And you, on the other hand, were like, because of that, it, I don't really like it doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. It's just a different, I guess it's just a different, per, like I seen invention. I was like, cheesy B horror movie. I love you once again, Kevin Smith. You've done it. You're <laughs> okay. doing it. It's awesome. Like, and I think that's what I liked about yoga hosers too, though. Yeah. Is it had that cheese to it. Like that not real cheese that you, that you don't see in movies anymore. Yeah. I'll give you that. He did. He did talk a little bit about his uh, He-Man series and Netflix during his. Uh, that's going to Netflix during his panel, um, and all the, and that Twilight of the Mall Rats is still in the in the process to Mall Rats sequel. So we'll see what's going on with that. Um, dude, just the fact that he's making a cheesy B horror movie, dude. I just <laughs> I applaud you, Kevin Smith. You fucking. I just. I love it. Um, it's come out that. Uh, Kevin Feige was more involved with the original X-Men movies as one thought as it has come out that he was in charge of trying to wrangle Brian Singer during the filming of those movies. What the fuck was I watching? Oh, House. Do you remember the show House? Yeah. Did you know Brian Singer directed like a shitload of those? No, I didn't. So I was was watching a House marathon on E! on the E channel and they did the first like it was like three days long and I dude I've never my TV has never been on E that much as it has and I was watching I was like Brian Singer directed these he fucking killed it why does he do that awesomeness other places because he's too busy being an alleged sexual predator but I was like I was like you know I was like there's no way someone else has the name Brian Singer that's a director yeah but he directed a shitload of those episodes of House. I just thought that was interesting. Well, apparently the allegations against him are are making the rounds, and they're saying that he Again? actually used to yeah he, he actually used to invite um, people to the uh, people he was grooming to the sets of the movies. So his allegations are are flying around there again. It was Brian Singer. Uh, Scott Snyder said he's going to move away from DC in 2021 and do less superhero stuff and do more um realistic stuff more stuff like he does with the witches and american vampire less superheroes more that's way more stuff. realistic <laughs> well i'm just saying I, I couldn't figure out a way to put it you know no other than superheroes but he's moving away superheroes and, and going in a different direction realistic. to focus on more things like you know, american vampire or witches things like that um, so more realistic yeah more realistic huh and psychic fucking nailed you. Yeah, fucking yeah, nailed him, yeah, Corbin. On what is different? I've been here the entire time. It's so easy to read. You think? I, it's not like I'm not pushing my opinion, but I'm like, you said realistic, and then he said American vampire. I know. I couldn't think I mean, of another way to it's put it. Not like, it's not like I'm saying like my opinion's right, but it's just funny that it's more realistic. Like you know how real American vampire. A different genre. It's all right. Yes, he's gonna go not he, like you know. Yes, like, different genre. Like, Thank you, Corbin. More yes, not yes. the superhero genre. Yes. It's more good. realistic. Way to have my back, Corbin. Thanks for of thanks course. for intellectually 
putting that and not berating Poor me down. Erica, she missed the whole thing with our psychic. Oh, she just come in the chat? She did. She just popped in. She missed everything with the psychic. It was amazing. She missed our psychic reading. She missed... Yep. Oh my gosh. But, oh well. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I had my <laughs> YouTube off. Solo Wookie. Hit me up in Facebook, dog. No. But honestly... Actually, no, I, he, he solo will give me no. Also, hey, Erica. No, he did. I, I, I had my YouTube chat off, and so I didn't see it. But also, actually, nah, man, I'm at the pass only because, like, I'll tell him. <laughs> he yeah, made a great deal on some wizard books, but tell I'll tell him. Off him here. Wizard, you know. Exactly. <laughs> Welcome, Erica. Sorry you missed our psychic reading, but uh, let's transition into uh, a little bit of odd news. It's a bit nutty. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. Oh, it's funky, man. Woo! <laughs> so, uh, possible UFO sighting in Long Beach, California, as a person on a cell phone catches a flying saucer speeding through over Long Beach. It was such big news, it was even on TMZ. So, and then the government has come out and, uh, Pretty much said aliens exist. So, aliens. Whoa. Aliens. How can we be in this universe? So, Tom DeLong isn't as crazy and coked out as everyone thinks he is. Aliens. But he is. But he is. Aliens. Kind of cool though. Like, I just, I, I just love it that you know what? If this was a year ago and our government would have said there's aliens, we would have shit ourselves. Yeah. Now we're like, you know what? The shit that's happening this year. I can accept that. So if you're playing 2020 bingo and you have July for aliens and aliens, you're a fucking winner, man. That's it. I think you would go more for August. Nah, July aliens. July's, they now said that shit's over. This shit's over. Aliens. It's still the 31st. It's still July. Uh, Aliens. July 31st is a lot closer to August 1st than to July 1st. Uh, okay, Should, Kyle. I'm not saying... Fucking, fucking nailed it again. Stamp of approval again. Yep. Saying, I'm just saying. Of course. Uh, and our last little piece of odd news. Uh, Elon Musk was rumored to have an affair with uh, Johnny Depp's ex, Amber Heard. He has come out and said that that is false, and he challenged Johnny Depp to a cage fight. That'd be awesome. I would love, I would love to sit there and, and announce that and like do play by plays of fucking Johnny Depp and Elon Musk in a fucking cage oh, fight. Cause I just pictured Johnny, Johnny Depp just going, ah, get with me, Elon, get with me. Nah, dude, I think he knocks him out. I don't picture him going up and be like, what's up, bitch. No, so, dude, I think I think he's that type of dude who's gonna do like one of those running kicks off the cage where he like runs up a cage and then just spin kicks Elon Musk right in the face. I think that's what Johnny Depp's gonna do. Johnny Depp is gonna just knock socks off. Corbin, where'd you go? Um right here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm messaging uh chat, so if my screen went dark. Yeah, it oh, did. Oh, you're funny. Wow. <laughs> I thought I Wow! <laughs> it wasn't even, it <laughs> wasn't even what, meant like that. What are you getting at? <laughs> yeah, what are you getting at? You trying? What are you getting at? What am I getting? Don't even try to get that. Your screen went completely blind. Yeah, 
Wow. Yeah, because what I messaged, I was, the screen, look, it's going to happen again. One second. You see me. I'm there. I turn back. You can't see. Whatever. The point being, it doesn't matter. The point being, when I turned the light, I was like, I know, I bet one of them, they better not say, well, I can't see you. And it didn't happen. It didn't happen. And then it happened. And because of my head, we'd already went past it. I didn't expect it. <laughs> Y'all Eric, were funny. Erica wow. says she's got a hundred bucks, hundred bucks on Elon Musk. Oh, dude, all day long. He's going to knock the shit out of Johnny Depp. Get away from me, Elon. Get away from me. Like, Elon, we need to talk about this. <laughs> I don't think so. I think Johnny no. Depp just runs up the cage I, I also and spin agree. kicks him. We're going to knock the dude out. What, what Elon must be doing? Come on now. No. Johnny Ninja, kick, Ninja the kicked the damn rabbit. You got knocked the fuck out. I don't know, man. I just... Elon Musk is a fucking... He's a, he's a bold motherfucker right there. And Johnny Depp's a little... Uh, on, where is he bold? On Twitter? On social media? How, how do we know he's bold exactly? Just asking. He's just more of a point to the point guy. Like he, on social media? Is, no interviews. Social media. The way he does things. Johnny Depp is more of an artistic, like free flowing guy, and Elon Musk is a more like you could tell he's his logic is very like honed in. Like he's a very logical person. Like Johnny Depp doesn't have that to him. Okay, so you're basically saying the media perception of both of them is different, and because of that, that will translate to their fighting abilities as well. Because, um, yes. forgive me if I don't say. Okay, we can agree. To, okay. Yes. We can agree. Okay. I pic- I don't picture Johnny Depp being like, "Come on, motherfucker." Well, I don't picture Elon Musk doing that either. I mean, talking big game in front of a. I think Elon Musk, to the point, it's very logical. He knows he's studied what he's going to do. So game plan is very precise, and he walks in, and he's going to fuck up Johnny Depp. He's going to logically get his ass kicked. I like that. Uh, Yeah, I think Elon Musk. Elon Musk is a thinker. He'll he'll, he'll give you a whole full dissertation on how it happened. So I was not aware. No, no, no. no, no, That's not what I said. I just said. The way he's going to go about it is going to be a lot more logical than the way Johnny Depp would do it. But we have no... Uh, it's an opinion. I understand. Okay. Hey, hey, everybody, it's like Mike Tyson said. Everyone has a game plan until they get punched in the mouth. Yeah? <laughs> That's the truth, though. I uh, like to see this. He can he can have all his strategy and, and thinking that he wants, but once Johnny Depp punches him in the mouth, all that's out the window. But that's not... not, not like, he got beat up too much by Amber. Remember, I was Edward Scissorhands. Hey, well, he did get his ass kicked by his girlfriend. Uh, by his girlfriend, that's right. So, I mean, God we'll never it. see it. God damn yeah. it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I had to be even. I just, I don't know, man. I just think Elon Musk is a mother. He's just, he's not a dude to fuck around with. Johnny Depp can slap around a little bit. Hmm. Okay. Well, okay. What makes you think the opposite? There is nothing to be ashamed of by getting your ass kicked by your girlfriend, all right? Well, here's the thing. I just think that the same argument that you're using in place of Elon Musk, one can use for Johnny. I'm assuming that Johnny can just because I was thinking his acting is actually had experience. There's nothing to prove that Elon Musk has except, oh, he's good in interviews and, oh, you know, he's very straight to the point. Like, I don't, I'm not, no. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that it couldn't happen because it's purely a hypothetical. I mean, it's not like it's going to happen, but 
like the same argument that you can use for why Elon Musk could win, you can also use for why Johnny Depp could because there's no experience for either on any of it. Erica say, says, oh, Erica uh-huh. says, can Johnny Depp fight though? Because Amber Heard demolished him. Well, to be fair, in Amber's history, she's demolished a lot of her exes. So the question is, Amber can fight and maybe no one else can because she's done this before. And I think for the previous girlfriend, she had the history of this. So I think that says more about Amber than it does about Johnny, only because Amber's been, this is a trend for her. So again, I don't know. I'm I'm not saying that Johnny can or can't, but Elon Musk could have got his ass kicked by Amber too. We'll never know because according to Elon, it never happened. Elon Musk would knock her the fuck out. But we don't know that. He might just be saying that they were never together because he was together with her and she knocked him out. And out of shame, the whole thing never happened. We don't know. I can go down this rude rap. She right crossed that motherfucker and knocked him stupid. So he was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm good. I, I don't want to talk about her. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> just saying. It's like, yeah, it never happened. Johnny Depp goes in with feeling. Elon Musk goes in with a game plan. We we know what we need to do. Anyone that Amber Heard's ever dated, we just need them all to have one cage match because we need to see who's the best fighter to have been beaten up by Amber. Kyle, Kyle you've seen that. You've seen that movie. Mike and Dave need wedding dates, right? Yeah. At the very end, when Adam uh, Demamp's character is is screwing the the chick, and she's like humping him standing up in the stables. <laughs> That's what it's like. Fucking. Amber Heard knocked out Elon Musk, and then she fucked him, and that's and that's why he doesn't want to fuck him. Then he became the, he became the woman in that relationship, so he doesn't want to talk about it. He just I'll wants to go right you. to cage I'll fighting. I'll give a manhood, Johnny. Yeah. I'm gonna fight you instead. Damn. She Amber Heard hits like a man, so he wants someone that's gonna hit like a woman. That's why he challenged Johnny <laughs> up to a fight. Oh my gosh. That's why we need a producer to slide in those funny little jokes. <laughs> <laughs> See, Kyle doesn't let that go. He's on it. Right. He's on it. It's his... <laughs> All right, I'm hungry, man. <laughs> right. Have a producer position open. If anybody would like, it's open Friday nights from 7.30 to 11 o'clock Arizona That's time. right. Just about. We need somebody to oh, be a producer type. Hey, we do. Joe Rogan can have someone. I need. I, I need. Can't Matt. Yeah, why can't we? I nominate Michael Stout. <laughs> Erica says, "Y'all are right. All my money is on Amber Heard now." <laughs> yeah, she can fuck both of them up for real. <laughs> She'll have a bald spot right here, but she goes, like, "Yeah, what now, motherfuckers?" <sighs> This is, you go see her Amber. Amber, no. No. Get my Tesla all the way out. <laughs> That's uh, awesome. All right. Well, you guys got anything else you want to talk about this week? Glory oh, holes. What, what, Kyle? Glory holes. <laughs> glory holes? What about them? And how awesome Canada is. Why? What did Canada do with glory holes? They, their CDC said it's all right to have glory holes. Oh. oh, okay. I did not. I did not read that. No. No, I did not well, read that. It's in their CDC things for safe sex practices with the coronavirus. Use glory holes. Oh wow! Right. Okay. So you know what, CDC of Canada, 
I salute you. <laughs> Canada. That's our sign-off. <laughs> the CBC of Canada. Um, you and your bacon, I salute. Support <laughs> your local libraries, ladies and gentlemen. Please yeah. and thank you. Uh, if you guys haven't done so yet, I can't recommend um, um, Umbrella Academy Season 2 enough. Season 2 has been so good. I'm about to finish it. I'm on episode what? 10. Oh, you mean instead of working, you got to, to, to watch it all day? Umbrella I had it on in the background, but it's it's very, very good. You um, still work from home? Yeah. What makes it so good? Lucky. It's better than the first season, man. What makes it so much better? The soundtrack in it is fucking amazing for once. That's it? Just songs? Yeah. But it's good. If you're enjoying it, let me know. Um, you haven't you haven't even made a case for why it's so good. If you like season one, you're gonna like season two. I don't want to spoil it. Why? why? Though you can because you're seeing the characters in different places. Elon Musk and explain it. You're to seeing us the characters in different places. You're seeing them grow. You're seeing what happened to the events of the first season when they went back in time. Man. They're all they're all caught in the seven the sixties. So they're dealing with civil rights issues. They're dealing with the assassination. The assassination of John F. Kennedy plays a big role in this season. I'm gonna try something. So they went back to the sixties. They weren't yeah. even born yet. Yeah, I know they went back in time. They traveled through time. Yeah. How do they travel through time? Didn't you watch season one? Yeah, but that was a long number, time. Ago. Number five takes them back in time, teleports them back in time when uh, Viola, the white violin, is is having a meltdown and just and brings about the apocalypse because she destroys yes. the moon and the asteroid yep. comes out of Earth. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, suck it. Do they see um, Jack O'Halloran? <laughs> can you see me? It just comes. No, I, I can't see you, Corbin. Corbin. <laughs> Not at all. No. Not even a little bit. Black screen. I just want to see what it looked like. Wow. But <laughs> I just thought I'd check it out since we we're just talking about. Dude. Oh wow, it's crazy. That's wow. Look at that. I saw on YouTube a second ago. Okay, cool. Um, I do that. Rude, and I don't appreciate that. I'm, so... <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, y'all. Well, I want to thank everyone for coming out tonight and hanging out in the chat. I want to thank again our special guest Artie Huffman for for sitting with us and doing a psychic reading of Are all of us. Fucking Party. nailed Kyle. Totally wrong. Nailed yeah, Kyle. Said some interesting day. things for me. We'll see what happens. I'll keep everyone updated if you care. Matt if not, I won't. Find love. Um, Love's gonna find Matt. Yeah. Next week we're gonna have M. Dwight Turner on joining us for an interview. So that should be oh, another good yeah. interview. Um but uh, guys, if this is your first time finding us on uh on YouTube, please make sure to hit that like and subscribe button if you had a good time. Turn those notification bells on so you're notified when we go live every Friday night, 7.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. If you're listening to this back on Monday, please make sure to download, review, and subscribe to the podcast. It helps us so much in the podcast standings. And guys, for this week's our big shout-out, make sure to check out uh, Couch Crunchers tomorrow night, 7 o'clock p.m. right here on YouTube. Uh, make sure to check out Tales from the Flipside Monday nights. Make sure to check out the podcast. Make sure to check out Grizzle Geek, um, Comic Exposure, all the comic book podcasts or co- other podcasts. That... Jay's new podcast coming out soon. Oh, there you go. Breaking news. Kyle and Jay are going to have a new podcast. Tales from the Fringe Side. There you go. Just joking. That's not what it's called at all. <laughs> uh, but um, awesome. Awesome stuff, guys. But uh, yeah, so this for this week's episode of the Absolute Geek Podcast, I'm Matt. I am Kyle. And I am Corbin. 
saying be excellent to each other and we'll see you guys suckers next time oh fuck real quick remember make sure if you want to hear more from Artie, make sure to check out his facebook stream sunday um we we'll buy his book on amazon it's available on amazon um and you can check out his live readings on sundays i will uh i'll be there as, as soon as i get the link from him i will post it on the facebook page and twitter so all social media so be on the lookout for that if you're interested but yeah we'll see you again next uh, next week guys peace the ray gun shirt bitches don't be jealous shut up greg show with the ass geek money like matt